The Comic-Con that is a mile above the rest returns in 2013, and it's bigger than ever. That's right. Stan Lee's going to be at Denver Comic-Con this year. They also have George Takei at Denver Comic-Con 2013. Plus Kelly Who and Will Wheaton. Friend of the podcast, George's Jaunty, will be there. So go online to denvercomiccon.com where you can buy tickets. Stay tuned. VIP tickets for Stan Lee will be available. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic-Con, a podcast best listened to through Tweaked Audio earbuds. If you go to tweakedaudio.com and enter Real Nerds into the discount code coupon line, you will get a third off of your entire order. Does that sound awesome, James? That sounds great. Man, why can't Brian do that every week? Oh, because he's an alcoholic. That's right. That's right. Um, If you haven't noticed, I'm Brad. And And this is James. James. And our... Usual host, host yeah. uh, creator of the show, mm-hmm. is not here with us because he is uh, coked out of his mind. Yeah, um, they finally caught him, and About time. you know the only the only thing they could do was just lock him in a room for a while until it all until he detoxed, got out of his system. Uh, it's really it's really serious. It's really he's fallen far um, um, from grace, yeah. and uh, we will miss him. And uh, to celebrate his uh, life, we will do the best damn show we can. Yeah, and yeah. that includes. And hopefully next week we'll uh, we'll do a podcast from his cell. Um, or yeah, we're hoping that they'll you know let us pass the mic through, like hold the mic up to the to the the the, the bars. phone. Oh, the know, phone. On you know, and he'll be on the other side, and then we'll talk about you know whatever movie they're watching in in jail. Um, probably something in black and white because every time I see a movie where they watch movies in jail, they're always black and white movies. Um, I don't I don't know why. Maybe, Maybe they only they have black and white TVs. Yeah, probably. Um, I think they're usually watching the movie on a security TV anyway, so I think they're only in like black and white and blue, um, like a like a dog's vision, something like that. But uh, anyway, see it's black really and white and blue. Yeah, I think dogs can only <laughs> see black and white and blue. Um, but anyway, I so thought they were just watching Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, if you haven't noticed, there's other people on the show. This That's week. right. Um, we like to sneak in. We are a surprise. We're continuing the streak of We're continuing the streak of filmmaker interviews yeah, on the show. Like uh, every week, we're yeah. on a roll. And uh, this week, we actually have a couple of returning filmmakers. The first returnings? Uh, no, actually, Dan has has been oh, on the show twice nice. now. But you're the first returning filmmakers. Solid. So there you go. Well, yeah, Glenn yeah. is kind of a returning filmmaker because no, 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 no. you deleted we burned his, his interview. first interview. <laughs> That's not the same. On accident, yeah. That's not the oh, same that at all. That isn't the same. No. no. I get to be in a screening of Midget Zombie Takeover. Oh, really? Uh, this, is it the, it's the 2nd of May at 7 o'clock at the Oriental Theater. Very cool. And they're showing Midget Zombie Takeover, uh, some films by the Knicks Bros, Patrick Sharnan, and my Good Cop, Good Cop short. Very cool. So it'll be with there. So if you want to see that guy's movie, it's going to be a good time that night and after party afterwards. Yeah. Hence the after part. We know Patrick Sheridan. We met him once. Oh, we interviewed him. And you'll yeah. hear that interview shortly. Grawlix, the dudes who are just released a uh, pilot on Amazon Prime to those who can't, I believe. It's, I've seen the pilot. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah, it's I hilarious. Damn it. <laughs> I'm shouting him out because I haven't watched it yet and I felt such a guilty, guilty piece of shit. Who are you? <laughs> Actually, well, you're you're a returning filmmaker, so we'll let you get that out of the way. I'm sorry. Oh, do I get to introduce the the, the Yeah, I was going to say, please introduce yourselves again. 
Oh yeah. For yeah, those yeah. who may not yeah. have heard Say your episode. Who you guys are. <laughs> I thought I was gonna give like a Buenos introduction, like coming in at five <laughs> foot <laughs> seven. <laughs> you can still do it. Bustling black hair like the Black Panther stalking his prey in the desert. <laughs> Andrew Bueno. Filmmaker, oh, writer, AD extraordinaire. Very is this cool. guy. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I feel sexy now. Thank you. <laughs> I really do him a solid. Everybody feels sexy on this show. It's a sexy show. Yeah. And my sexy voice this is Matthew O'Connor, Matteo speaking. And this is Spencer Kane. There we Hello. go. Welcome back, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming back. And they're here to talk about their movie. But first, um, before we get to their interview, we're going to knock out some things uh, that are kind of smaller in the show and we can get out of the way because Ryan's not here to tell us how to do the show. Yeah. So let's tell people what movie we watched this week. Uh, well, we went and saw uh, Pain and Gain, a new Michael Bay movie. Excellent. And let's... Well, first, uh, f- you know, we're going to do... Um, so what, what, what was big at the box office last week? That's right. This is the box office stats. What was it, James? The, the Oblivion, of course, with like $37 million. Awesome. Tom Cruise autographed today, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we did. We got some posters where he, he, he had a stamp, and he put his stamp this on the printed poster. Tom Cruise yeah. autographed posters. I guess we missed him by 20 minutes, but that stamp. It's like every yeah. Wheaties box with Tiger Woods on it. <laughs> I'm going to cut it out, and I'm going to sell it to one of those, like, that store right next to the Sun Coast, you know, in the mall that's always got signatures. Um well, that was that segment. That was good. We're really flying through this show this week, guys. Yeah, it's only been like uh, two minutes. It's great. Yeah, this is fantastic. Man, it's great. Ryan's not here. Maybe people want to know what DVDs came out last week. They probably or do. They're going to come out this week. Uh, God, I'm already screwing it up. Yeah, it's really bad. You're the worst at this. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Silver Linings Playbook is the big one. Oh, I um, love that movie. Yeah, that was yeah, that was good. That movie made me think that I have a mental disorder. It well, made me want to think I had a mental disorder. <laughs> <laughs> I totally felt like I had uh, bipolar disorder after watching. That. I was like, "That's totally me." Oh yeah, I bet everyone sure. in America was like, "I'm sick like that, dude." <laughs> That's funny because tonight's movie made me think that Michael Bay has a bipolar disorder. <laughs> um, His attention deficit disorder. He's like, oh, "I'm gonna change my story now." <laughs> well, we'll get there. Um, season three of The Next Generation on Blu-ray. Which is cool. Star Brighter. Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, well, yeah. I think when you say the Next Generation, <laughs> some, people, Degrassi, some people, some people, I was getting real excited. <laughs> um, from what I read, it's one of the it's the better of the the so far the released uh, Blu-rays of Next Generation. It's been mastered very well. Huh. Obviously, because it has the best of both worlds, part one at the end. Oh uh, well. So they're true. very treating they're treating it very. Is it the season? Is that holographic Moriarty or is that? Sooner, no, I can't remember. You just watched all of that. I, 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 I want to say it was actually that was in season one. Okay. Really, very exactly. early. Yeah, he comes back a few times. Oh. so I think he yeah, comes he back does. in season two, and then later in season seven, <laughs> when he finally escapes. Anybody remember that movie, Broken City? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no one does. <laughs> no, I've never heard of that. Never really? Heard of really? That. It starred Russell Crowe and Mark Wahlberg. That's and right. It, yeah, it came out less than like like two months ago. In a corrupt, broken city. Yeah, broken oh. city. Yeah, but yeah, but you didn't. But you didn't see the movie, and that's the point. Uh, the guilt trip, which was that movie with um, yeah, with Streisand in the it, adorable comedy of this year. Yeah, uh huh, uh huh. Um, <clears throat> Manborg comes out this week. What? Yeah, before I can see it in theaters. Yeah, a DVD of Manborg. 
comes out this week. Time to get on Amazon and pre-order that shit. Which you went onto the Facebook page. You were like, this is the next movie that Ryan and James are going to hate and I'm going to love. I adore that trailer. Really? Yeah, yeah, I do. Awesome. Now, that movie's probably going to be shit, but as long as nobody's eating dicks like they do in <laughs> Father's Day, I will see that movie. That's where you draw the line in bad yeah. movies? Yes, People eating yes. dicks? Honestly, yes. Too far? I'm the guy who will watch every shitty shark movie I can get my hands on, but the point at which we start watching people eat dicks is the point at which I'm out. I'm out. Right, you, there's a certain time and place for those sort of pictures. Yeah. In every shark movie, yep. sharks Midnight's eat at the Esquire. constantly. <laughs> you know no, no, no. That's part of the whole... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but if shark... You're right, all right, all right. If sharks are eating dicks, or piranha... I'm, I'm a fan of piranha eating dicks. Do you know... But... Wait, wait, which shark? Was it the one in Mexico where the shark... When he was a shark... I, <laughs> or is that T-Rex shark that I was thinking of? Uh, I think that's T-Rex I want to see whatever fair. movie you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any sharks set out to eat penises, but... <laughs> yeah. What if it was a they, movie about the dreaded Kandiru, the well, one that swims up, like, the, swims up the stream of urine? I don't think... I mean, sharks, when they bite things, they don't bite it because like, they're testing it to see if it's fatty. Like, you know, so they're, they're biting the dick to see, like, hey, is there enough fat on this for it to be worth my time? And usually, by the time they realize not, it's gone, you know? Devastating loss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not Fade Away comes out this week, which is the that movie from David Chase that I never heard anything about. Who's David Chase? Dude, David, who's David? Really? Yeah. He made The Sopranos. Oh, I never that watched guy. that. Oh, uh, yeah. The Sopranos of course. Today. You know. Um, I Apologies to, to David Chase. There's a picture of yeah. The Sopranos in, in success. that pizza joint. <laughs> yeah, there's there's always a picture of The Sopranos. Right. Describe <laughs> <in the pizza laughs> every pizza yeah. joint yeah. <laughs> in America. Yeah. And and like 70% of all yeah, Philly cheesesteaks. With New York Slice. The Sopranos, Pavarotti, other Italian celebrity show in pizza places. Rocky. <laughs> Al Capone. Rocky. Rocky. <laughs> and like like 30% of the time, there's there's a Scarface poster, and usually I don't like their pizza. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can tell it's like a yeah, Scarface exactly. pizza. Yeah, I've never these seen these people in there. Yeah, unless it was behind the Sopranos. <laughs> but the pizza place also had the hottest girls. They yes, have, they they have a marketing system there. set up like champs. It was, it was Highlands Ranch for all the wealthy people and their trophy wives. <laughs> they, their kids need to learn responsibility too. So yeah, they work at pizza places. <laughs> Becky, you have to buy your raspberry Dude, vodka with your own money. Sam's Club or that uh, that shops at Sam's Club, anyways. <laughs> this was like, <laughs> that broad shops at Sam's Club. The <laughs> all these broads probably shop at Sam's Club. <laughs> <laughs> Costco. Uh, no, none of them shop at Costco. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Unless you're really interested in a Blu-ray release of Strictly Ballroom. The Vampire Lovers or something like that. Oh, there's always there's always a Vampire Lovers DVD. Every week there's a Vampire Lovers DVD. <laughs> New ponies coming now, out. Now, why don't they oh, cast yeah. me for a Vampire Lovers? God damn it. Why? Because you, you know how... I would rock the shit out of that. You don't have a vampire jaw. I think you have to go you to auditions first, You have to point your jaw right? to play vampire. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess <laughs> so. I was kind of waiting for them yeah. to just call me like, hey, bro, you want to... Yeah. Vampire would you like to be in a Vampire Lovers We saw movie? Guns, Drugs, and Synergy, and you would be perfect as our vampire lead. <laughs> say, you got the money, honey. <laughs> he I plays like that. Tim Sanchez, the vampire. Like He's the first Keep Mexican the vampire. Tim Bond Sanchez. <laughs> I might even have sweet sideburns for that. <laughs> Requirement that all vampires end up having chiseled jaws, though, because <laughs> they have to be attractive. Otherwise, otherwise they, they be able you to won't fit yeah. in to get that bite. Yeah, exactly. And I don't you write gotta, the rules on these things. You got to nestle up on. You got a wide boxer's face. I just, why, why do we end up having to? I think they need to turn the fuckability scale down on vampires. That might actually get some. <laughs> it's just like the loser vampires sitting in their basements. <laughs> Quote unquote, just just again, just something to mix the polarity a little bit because we're, yeah. we're so we're so anesthetized to the handsome vampire. Maybe we need to see something else. Well, uh, Stephen Root played a gay vampire in uh, in in True Blood once, and that was that was pretty good. Back when that show was good, yeah. 
Dracula's kind of based off of the whole rape theory too. Oh yeah, there's a like the whole idea that a uh, a rich wealthy guy can kind of persuade anyone into his life and yeah. infect them. It's kind of like the story they're trying to go for. Well, Doe's going to get that attention. All like, vampire stuff, or libido metaphors, everything of that, uh, everything of that sort is. It's all about taking innocence and well, losing virginity and such. Yeah, and all of that was out of you know xenophobia, where they were like, the, the Romanians are going to come to Europe and they're going to have sex with our daughters, guys. Like, was, that was the whole... Was, and they drink yeah. blood, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Think of playing. Those people are fucked up. It was that generation in Europe's like white slavers. Oh yeah, of the yeah. 50s. Like, you know, every white yeah. single mom has a crush on them. <laughs> <laughs> Plan sons a bitch. Plan backfired xenophobia. <laughs> anyway, that was DVD release- releases. We're still cooking along. We are cooking. Yeah. Uh, and so in our in the Brad, Brad and James format, what's next, James? Uh, let's just go to some 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 mail. It's a bridge. Sounds <laughs> good. Feed me. So we really only have one thing, but it's kind of cool. Uh, this girl, her name is Jessica. Hi, um, Jessica. Yeah, she's thanks for she's, writing in. What's up, Jessica? Yeah, she's super smart and she got through school and stuff, and then she went to like college, Ooh, and college. now she's in she's in college and she's writing a paper, and she wants the opinion of the real nerds. What I know, right? And guest, I hope someone finally. Yeah, yeah I mean, you guys can chime recognize in. Recognize the authority. You know, that she is may the not real use nerds. your information as part of her and highly Scientological. Nope. Study. We um, we could help. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you, Jessica. So we're gonna answer answer your question. She's writing a paper about um, like uh, images of heroes and stuff in both both classical and modern and such. Nice. And anyway, uh, and she's talking about Iron Man. So she's All got right. these questions. Here are the qu- here's here's question numero uno. And we'll Dr- go around. Roll. Yeah. Well, or or we can just discuss on this. Yeah, I guess. You know. And then at some point, I'll just cut it off and then we'll move on to the next I'm just question. afraid that I will have a different opinion and then she'll lump it in with your opinion. Oh, yeah. You and have then to have the counterpoints I'll be just kidding out there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, so, question one, guys. Drum roll. You guys have seen a lot of movies. That's, yes. Um, that was the first question. What do you do? Yes. No, no, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, do you have a favorite type of movie hero and what traits do they have that make them special? Who wants to start? Well, I just graduated film school yesterday. So oh, so. oh, congratulations. Oh. <laughs> I clap, but I have a hand mic in my hand. Oh, we can hear it. <laughs> I'm going to just say congratulations, man. That's cool. Gracias. Oh, yeah. yeah there you go. Sound effects. Way to go. So, <laughs> yeah, you can so. find me forever working at any <laughs> retailer, Starbucks, <laughs> clothing, folding, implement store. But, but for the moment, you can drop some pretentious knowledge yeah. on us so that you learned in school. I think uh, hero-wise, if you want to look at even Iron Man, in the beginning, early, early Iron Man, I'd say an anti-hero is kind of a very cool hero to follow. Something like a Travis Bickle-esque from Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. Someone who you don't want to root for, but you're so involved in their story that you're going to follow them no matter what happens. And you have Iron Man with his um, struggles with alcohol probably in the, the earlier kind of editions. There's a way to relate that back to an anti-hero with someone you see failing, you feel bad for failing, and then you want to continue to watch them so i'd say research some anti-heroes there's all sorts of there's a whole sorts of different heroes on the whole uh heroes journey chart or the incredible yeah the hero's journey where it breaks down every archetype and each archetype has a sub archetype especially heroes and every hero of a of a movie oh yeah knowledge joseph wow joseph campbell campbell that's Mm -hmm. oh yeah his research on the one story 
but the hero's journey, yeah. But is she asking about heroes or superheroes? Well, no, no, she's just saying heroes. She's talking about okay. hero, yeah. Superheroes is a, is you know she's looking at at a superhero, but she's talking about the heroic qualities well, it's, of it's, the character. So there's you a distinct could say, difference like, because she's Brody. right. But I, I just wanted to clarify because I would you know if I said Batman, yeah, um, as my yeah. choice. He's technically not a superhero. He has a oh, super oh, amount huge, of money. Huge. No, but no, no, he doesn't no. have any he's, powers he's other than superhero. being smart. Is we'll anybody, get to that question. We'll is get anybody to that jump question. on the douchebag today and just give like the I believe just you know, the doctors out there, the people who save us. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. This Dude, is about I was heroes and stories. <laughs> yeah, this is about this is about heroes and stories, which are a very different kind of hero. I want to jump on that um, grenade so bad. <laughs> uh, so you're talking about Captain America because yeah, he would jump on a grenade. Oh, totally. Any day week. God bless that man. <laughs> but yeah, no, I would say you know, somebody like Jason, like uh, Chief Brody, is really the the people that I tend to uh, gravitate towards. Well, either a Chief Brody or an Atticus Finch, um, because Duty. because a, a Chief Brody is a guy who um, he's he's really just out to find himself, you know, and he does he's he's just trying to sort of survive and also figure out who he is inside the world around him, and that I th- I always find admirable um, because I think that just reflects on all of us that's um, the human condition I yeah think, exactly I but think the, ultimately what you end up looking for is you look for the mythology that you're trying to accept in yourself yeah so w- with characters like that because they're a little closer to an, an ideal that you actually think is possible right it kind of because I mean they're answering to a simple form of duty and I keep saying it it's funny um <laughs> But yeah, it, it lets you kind of actually relate on a closer level rather than some mythic hero or something that's kind of so far outside your own span or reach. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I say like an Atticus Finch because an Atticus Finch is somebody that is really like a paragon that you hold up and you go like, okay, on my best days, this is what I want to be. Yeah. Like this is really who, like when I die, I want people to see me this way. And that's a completely different kind of hero. That's one where you're like, okay, this is, uh, one, one, one hero is the kind of person I feel like I am, which is trying to find my way and the other hero is a person who knows exactly where he is and what has to be done um it's fun to frame a context of like uh i want to help people want to remember it's like i want people to remember me as a guy who did the right thing as much as he could not i want people to remember me as a dude with adamantium claws who was like snick snick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah i also want to be remembered for my adamantium claws though <laughs> spence um i i gravitate toward bad guy like Darth Vader. Darth Vader was totally my favorite. Uh Darth also. Vader's not a hero. Dude, I I just oh, I just hey. those oh. guys were my hero. I'm Hold like, on. dude, Hold no on. one messes with that guy. <laughs> maybe, that guy's a hero. Maybe he's a hero because of all the shitty things he did. Encouraged his son to become a hero. No. And then that oh, way be, I don't know. I think that dude <laughs> And also uh in Goodfellas, what was uh Ray Ray, Ray Liotta's character? Harry Hill. Uh, Harry. Yeah. That dude yeah, guys are a hero to me. And so yeah. is Robert De Niro's character. I'm like, nice, good work, Henry, Henry, Henry Hill. Yeah, there's yeah. a trade. <laughs> there's a trade I always tend to look for. That it's the one thing that kind of shines through, and I, and I appreciate in terms of how we pr- portray a hero. Though is that the only kind of catchphrase that I'll apply to how I think of heroes is that true heroes end up kind of digging their own graves to where to really follow the cycle keenly. There has to be kind of that layer of sacrifice. Well, the tragic ro- heroes, the RoboCops, and the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can see that, but I don't yeah, think they all have to be. Um, it's it's not necessarily an inherent trait, but it does. I think it rounds out my thought process. Toward and them. even if he wasn't a hero, he was a hero to me because <laughs> he kicks so much oh, ass. All right, all right, all right. There you go, Brad. What was the specific question again? Uh, uh, favorite yeah. type of hero uh, and the traits of that that make them special. Favorite type of hero, definitely the self-sacrificing hero. Okay, the one who puts up with so much 
yeah, sacrifice. But is there an example other than Batman? Uh, <laughs> or Leonardo? <laughs> uh, I don't think the Ninja Turtles ever had to like. They don't really. Yeah. Well, they sacrifice their their diminutive. Yeah, they size. lose the sewer. Well, yeah, yeah, they they give up the sewer for pizza and skateboarding. Yeah, well, the Foot Clan invaded the den that one, Let's be honest, that one movie, and then like they chuds. had to move. <laughs> they look like chuds. They live like them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's my answer. So right. I'm sacrificing. Uh, I I can't think of any other ones off the top of my head right now. Question two. Do you think the way heroes are portrayed in movies have changed over the years? Why or why not? In terms of American representations, I mean, if you look at kind of the track that we end up following, I mean, everything becomes, you kind of get back to the gunfighter nation sort of myth, the the, con- the concept of somebody with a lone skill set uh, and also an attachment to a force outside of himself, the man who knows Indians in kind of the most classic sense. And you'll find every itineration kind of going from here now, it became the man who knows criminals in the 70s and that developed into action movies. So, I mean, we still follow similar tracks, but we just... We find new context to drop it in, it seems, more than anything else. And I think all cultures end up doing that. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think, I, th- I definitely feel like I've seen, though, a trend of more, um, uh, I don't want to just say dark and brooding because there's a, there's a word I'm looking for, um, but, but really like antiheroes who are not even, not even like, you know, the guy from Taxi Driver, but people like Don Draper from Mad Men who who are who are who are heroes and we're rooting for them, but god damn it, if you're watching Mad Men right now like I am, I fucking hate the prick right now. Like <laughs> I really have never hated Don Draper as much as I do right now. Um and I feel like I see more and more of that where they're they're almost more sullen than they are vicious. Um, life, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I am in love with his wife. You're, you're they're right. refusing the call, basically. Like you see the potential yeah. they have, and you just get frustrated with them. Yeah, because you're like, oh, you should take in that. Like I wanted you to actually go down that route instead yeah. of. But you're almost more compelled to watch it because you want to see what bad choices. Like you like, I'm gonna see you pay for that bad choice. Yeah, and I and I, I don't know if that's necessarily new. I think that's that's newer in the medium just because film is actually coming into its you know it's been around for 100 years and now it's a little bit more free to to be more mature whereas 60 years ago everybody was a cowboy um but in novels they you know Gatsby is in some ways that character like there are there are times when in in novels and stuff where they've been writing that character for millennia so um well, it's at first kind of, you'll watch him tiptoe into kind of levels of existentialism where even after achieving or even after kind of uh, their straight definition of what it means to, you know, conquer and overcome, they're kind of left a little bit hollow. Where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, Don Draper has become this powerhouse. He found somebody who, you know, getting into specific Madman plot points. Um, he <laughs> found somebody who was able to, he openly shared his full history, his, you know, the version of his life that he built and things like that. So, I mean, there was complete transparency and he still felt unsatisfied. So yeah. it just kind of came down to the, the fact that his life is just simply inherently unsatisfying, not that he couldn't reveal who he truly was or anything like that. He's just, is a, he's a flawed person. He wasn't yeah. a person with a problem that needs to be shared. He just, you know, has a problem and it's yeah. just part of who he is. So. I maybe I'm wrong, but I just I feel like that character is in film newish. Yeah. You know, within the last 30 20 to 30 years. There's also been a rise of the whole uh do-it-yourself hero like as soon as Kick-Ass came out in that super James Gunn movie. Oh yeah. There's like and then everyone's kind of got their own little idea of like build your own superhero. Isn't Batman kind of a Yeah, do-it-yourself kind oh, yeah. Of Batman is exactly one of those things. And s- since the rise of Batman Begins and that one started getting some notice and there's been all these build your own superhero kind of things coming up. And 
I've, I'm really waiting for the Supergirl movie to get a different twist because I've you, at this point you can always guess what happens and it's a little not as fun to watch anymore. Like there's still that gripping action, but you know the superhero is going to win in the end, and so you're just waiting for that. Yeah. And then I guess that was the cool part about the first Batman that you really didn't win 100 percent in the end, or even the second one. The second one, I guess, is the best. Everyone liked that one because he didn't win at 100%. But that whole, it's always the same formula. Yeah. Yeah, the Joker made him compromise their their ideal. They had to cover things up in order to get what they wanted. It's all hope they kill the shit out of Gwen Stacy. Yeah, right? oh, 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 it's going to happen. <laughs> even right? even Emma Stone in interviews has said, like, oh, no, I'm going to die. I'm going to, I'm, I'm so going to die. That's awesome. I um, that. Brad, do you have anything to add to the an- answer before we move on to the next one? I think you might have covered it, but I was, I was just going to say that I, I've noticed a lot uh, lately in movies and TV, there's like a lot of um, franchises built around, or even just uh, single movies built around the idea of criminals who have like one redeeming quality mm. that, um, makes them appealing as sort of heroes. Breaking Ben. Um blue collar. And Oh yeah, blue collar. Like uh and then they paint like the authorities or law enforcement as, you know, uh bad guys from messing yeah. up what they're trying oh, to yeah. do even Dexter. though what they're doing is criminal. Dexter. Yeah. Yeah. So uh it's weird that that paradigm sh- that shift is gone. Obviously yeah. probably just cuz we're so tired of seeing cop shows. But you cop totally shows where the good agree guys with win. Dexter so. and you agree with um with uh Breaking Walter? Bad fellow. Is that I, moral amb- <laughs> Is that moral You're not amb- caught on you're you're not caught up on Breaking Bad, sir. <laughs> no. <laughs> is Walter that, White. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Walter White. I I wouldn't guy. let that guy in my house. I'm sorry. Um is But that, at first, the first four seasons. Oh yeah, I was first, like, you're yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. bro. You're yeah, still yeah. good. And then the fourth season. Ended. He's trying to make good. Yeah. Um all right, question three. Iron Man first came out in 1963. Batman de- debuted in 19 or er, in 1939. Yet audiences are still flocking to their newest movies. Other comic book heroes created in the same time period never really made it. Plastic Man, Doctor Fate, the list go on and on and on. What gives some heroes such staying power? Well, for for one thing, Plastic Man and some of the other ones are really corny and and ripoffs of other characters. You know, Plastic Man is just Mr. Fantastic or Elongated Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, not to get into chronologies and shit, but was he was he after origin wise? Uh, I don't Mr. remember. Fantastic. I don't remember. It's also an elongated man. If anybody wants to Google stuff, <laughs> yeah. But even if he's not uh, inherent in the fact that Mr. Fantastic is part of the Fantastic Four and yeah, Fantastic it, Four blew up, it's just a profile. It, of yeah, exactly. Of the character. Um, I recently learned that Batman really wasn't that popular. Nope. Um, when most of the Marvel characters were starting out, like uh, mm-hmm. it wasn't really until the Batman movie of 1989 came out that he, it changed, uh, attains like superhero status. You well, know, what about the the show in the touch. 60s? Like, yeah, but it was a flash in the pan for like one year. Yeah, like, and, it was and really popular. It was, for and that complete mockery of what that character is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they were super friends in the 70s, and then also Neil Adams. I mean, the, the co- comics wise, not to say he came into full or widespread prominence but i mean he had a presence i guess yeah. yeah well and i think especially in modern in the modern day um some of those characters some of those characters rest so much on their icon iconography now more than they do yeah. on their characters yeah. i think wonder woman is a perfect example of a character who you know batman has like seven comics running right now and wonder woman might have one i think she <laughs> still has her new 52 book but i'm not really sure and no i don't know because i don't read it and i don't know anyone who does Jeez. ryan's ryan's wife is a huge fan of wonder woman but she's never read or seen anything wonder woman is because that character is simply an icon and not actually a 
person anymore. Yeah, Nobody talks about Diana. They just talk about Wonder Woman. It's all money. Everything is a pre-sold franchise. So through the trends, and they found out, oh, this demographic likes Batman. This demographic likes Superman. They're going to keep pumping money into that because they've gotten so much money out. And that's kind of where it slowly comes from. Like yeah. this kind of thing. It's all pre-sold franchises that your parents had, the stuff like hand-me-down backpack shirts. Like it's already out there, so there's no sense making up new ones to spend money on getting that kind of image out there when there's already this one going for such a long time. Yeah, but I also think that the... Uh, you're right, but I also think that the ones that we have now that are popular are are popular because they were the cream. Yeah, you they know, survived the, for a very yeah, different like, reason. Yeah, like Spider-Man and Iron <clears throat> Man and Batman and, and even Superman, as dumb as he is, um, those characters really resonate with people in a way that the lesser ones don't. I mean, people think Doctor Strange is cool, but... Nobody really, or or at least not as many people, adore Doctor Strange the way that they adore Peter Parker. Because well, like in Peter Parker, they see themselves so much more. You kind of see you see a development of of kind of concept where you know even kind of going to say something like Shakespeare. Like I mean, he the iterations of so many different elements that fed into what he ended up putting forward and what ended up becoming a very commonplace part of how we look at story structure and our culture and you know et cetera et cetera. You look at some of these comic characters, I'm trying to make an overly artistic comparison, um, but the development of, of the concept and kind of the, the development of, weirdly enough, the branding and the feed of all of these kind of energy sources from so many different places, toys, movies, everything else came mm-hmm. to eventually, some of the success you found is when you get back to like the elemental pieces of something, it was just a right fit. The chord made sense. Mm-hmm. Where like someone like, someone like Superman is just, it's a, it's a symbol that... It backgrounds our, our concept of our country. Something like yeah. Batman, it presents kind of a a place where we can't go, but we always wanted to have power inside the darkness. You look at, you know, Fantastic Four. It's a family unit. You look at Spider Man. It re- represents puberty. I mean, there's not to say that's the only thing that defines these different characters, no. but you'll you'll find just like a kernel of a a base concept of who you want to be or what you want to do. Versus like again, like a Doctor Fate or a Plastic Man. It's just so esoteric to look at yeah. what they do and how they present themselves, and. I mean, those characters are great, but it's never a version of life that you could find or accept. Yeah. Well, no one has ever wanted to turn into plastic, but everyone's wanted to burn someone down laser vision. Oh, yeah. Plastic Man's so dope, bullets. though. Plastic <laughs> Man kill the entire Justice League. Shoot with. Batman uh, so. The, um, shoot, I forgot where I was going. I was gonna that say the dropped right out. I was gonna say the long. I think the longevity comes from their ability to reinvent themselves. That's where I was going. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like uh, Superman. Returns came out in 2006, mm-hmm. and Bransinger decided, I'm going to celebrate everything that was great about the first movie, and it wasn't embraced. And we don't know how Man of Steel is going to turn out yet, but obviously Snyder's going for a different vision. Yeah. Um, and more in tune with the times. Uh, and uh, obviously Nolan was successful by reflecting uh, the uh, like our current state, like our vision of the world as, as it is now, and that helped Batman become reinvented yeah um and i think that, that happened in the comics as well i mean if we if we go to iron man itself um if it weren't for uh demon in a bottle that character probably would still be a b-list comic book character and probably never would have been the mainliner for a, a bunch of avengers films like that that never would have happened but in and and every comic book character has had times when they try to reinvent themselves but if one of them sticks like it did with Demon in a Bottle where suddenly the thing about Tony Stark is he's an alcoholic and he's trying to save you, um, 
that so redefines that character and and makes him somebody worth paying attention to that a lot of other characters never really got or and even if they did it was not as as important to that character as that thing is even if we never see it in a film which they swear they're never going to do man I, iron man's success just makes speedy's sad sad uh episode with you know smack that much sadder it's like oh, iron man found a lot of cloud after his alcoholism yeah and he just dug himself a deeper hole <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah it's bizarre it's great it's great arrow side kicking out on smack in the 80s it was a good yeah. time oh i heard <laughs> that yeah yeah he did yeah. It's, on, it's on one of the covers it's fucking beautiful speedy Shooting oh up. man uh all right question four lastly uh, I'm obviously partial to someone from the Marvel Universe over DC, but what superhero do you think would best fit into the real world? And this is this is so she's so digging for her answer. And she here. said, "What superhero? Superhero?" She said, "Superhero." So. Superhero. So Batman's out. No, you asshole. <laughs> Batman still exists inside of a superhero universe. He's a superhero. I've seen him throw a swing at Darkseid more than once. I'll yeah. Give him a superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he survives things that he shouldn't. Uh, and he does it because of the world he exists in. As a result, he is a superhero. You're wrong. Whatever. It's the real world, and so there wouldn't be dark side. And yeah. Um. I don't know. Um. That's such the obvious answer. Like obviously, Batman clearly fits the best. Uh, no, um, Iron Man. Well, that's from the Marvel world, and I'm I'm trying to side with the DC world. Both are right. wrong, Professor Xavier, because he is real. He's real. <laughs> Somewhere out there, there's a dude running a psychic school for for special gifted children. You know it, like, and it's probably still in like Maine area oh. where a bunch of like inbred people are hanging out. Like, I got mental powers. So let's, I, I totally gave Maine a bad reputation. Yeah. For, yeah. I almost, <laughs> I there goes our Maine listeners. Sorry, I almost want to agree with you because I almost want to like maybe, maybe the mutant thing doesn't exist, but the the whole um, the 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 what what X Men is really about, which is about being outsiders, that is so real mm-hmm. um, that I almost want to say like, oh yeah, you're yeah you're right. Like X Men are real, except for the fact that none of the X Men in the real world have superpowers. Like they all just get real bad acne and they get fat early or deformities in life, or like yeah, like they got one little chicken wing arm. <laughs> like it's, it's really like like they're just people that everybody else doesn't want to talk to. I mean, for the worst reasons. There's a guy um, who thinks he can talk to them all through his mind who's running a house, <laughs> right. who's and hanging out like, I'm your leader. Right. <laughs> How's that chicken yeah. wing? There, there's some bald guy bugging a bunch of repressed homosexuals into <laughs> accepting themselves in their place in the universe. Yeah. You will all be my X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to learn math. Um, you could cite these sources too, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> the, yeah, the reason I say... <laughs> Bueno 2013 if you're using APA format. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The reason I say Iron Man more than Batman is the reason I say that Batman is a superhero because I feel like the fact that Iron Man is in a big mechanical suit makes a lot more... Makes a lot more sense than a dude running around in tights and like being Google able glasses. to defeat. Batman could have a mechanical suit if he wanted to, and sometimes he does in the comics, but he chooses not to because he's way more badass and not afraid of bullets. Well, he should be been, afraid of bullets. He's yeah. also been kicking ass a lot longer, though. Yeah, he's got a Kevlar. A lot longer. Oh, so and they old, didn't even yeah. have like hardcore stuff like Iron they Man. They kind of threw to Tony now. Stark you're into right. being a superhero. It's like, oh, by the way, if you don't fight, your heart's going to explode. 
<laughs> if you don't do nice things for everybody, no, your no, heart's no. going to start hurting. No, no, no. It's not that. No, it's not that. He's not. He's not feeding off the kindness of others. Like he's. No, yeah, yeah. I'm just like saying. He's like every time he saves somebody, like a bit of their soul goes into his chest. But he's like, I should use this for good, probably. Like, no, I got no, no, no. He, <laughs> he, he, he was he was ignorant for such a huge part of his life that he was, you know, actually hurting people and selling weapons out there. That then when he realized it, he was like, I. Am obligated to help people. Um, I don't know. I, who who other, other than those two guys? Who even works in the real world? What's what's the wording of the question? The wording of the question's hero, right? It's not. I know we've been over this a few times in other <laughs> references, but it says like, what hero seems most? Well, in this one, she said superhero. Super, damn it. So right. in this one, we really are. <laughs> we we really are talking like comic book hero. Can't get weird. Can't do like um, Renee Montoya, like saucy a- Latin <laughs> yeah. detective for the Gotham PD. Thirteen-year-old uh, sleepover question: Like, what, if any superhero is real in the real world, <laughs> well, no, the question is Darth Vader. Yeah, yes, Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> so all, the, all the lights are off and we got the giggles. <laughs> Lightsaber. We're kind of setting which one would be most logical and not necessarily which one would our culture actively create. And that's oh. kind of like a more... Dr. Manhattan then is the answer? Because <laughs> it would make point. more sense that we would just do some horrible science experiment to someone and... Um, well, which in that case, if we're going to go to Watchmen, then it's like, it's like you know, Night Owl. Because he, because he's so like he's he's like Batman, but frumpy and real, like you know, yeah. like no, but he's not he's not appealing. So I wouldn't. I haven't. Yeah. Batman's a good like looking Batman. dude. This oh, guy's no, like, no, no. Oh, get out of here, dude. dude uh, no, no, no. Night Owl is totally appealing. Poor Night Owl and his unworking penis. <laughs> <laughs> Tries so hard. Oh man, he needs an injection right into his dick. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, you, you can play it to where you know you, you can play the game of like, okay, you know, Hawkeye has good aim. Somebody could have good aim. Or I guess et cetera, that's true. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a million obvious answers. I guess. Oh yeah, Black answer, Widow is just a lady. Yeah, there's I nothing mean, special about her. Brilliant killers. But that's yeah, well, cool, I mean, but special, but <laughs> Samuel Jackson's character in uh, Nick Fury. Yeah, he's <laughs> the he's the only one that probably <laughs> actually because right. <laughs> all he does is wear an eye patch and stand in the hey, corner. This is what you guys are going to be doing. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually yeah, you're right. All right, so it, Nick Fury just won. We just yeah. decided, <laughs> but only black Nick Fury because it's. I mean, it's once again, be. cite your sources. Real Nerds Podcast thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, thank you, Jessica. Yeah, thanks, Jessica. Good luck um, on your paper. Yeah. I'm glad if we you wrote it you. for yeah. you. If Hope you that wasn't confusing. <laughs> let, it, let us know <laughs> if you pass. No, 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 really. Uh, if you have more questions, send in. In conclusion. Because I liked that conversation. That was good. Yeah, let us know if you pass. Yeah. If you don't. Um, <laughs> We're sorry. and um, <laughs> yeah, We sorry. do not hold responsibility for that. better than that. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you should have been writing your paper instead of listening to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were oh. talking about heroes. We're going to be the villains of this yeah. piece. <laughs> <laughs> we turn her into a super villain. <laughs> you know who my favorite heroes are? People who know shit about heroes could help me with my homework. <laughs> Come on. Hopefully we're her heroes. Call the fire department no, yeah. next. <laughs> <laughs> heroes, your yeah, teacher. You should ask them for help next time. Not random drunk white guys. <laughs> heroes are the people who who you know got through college and wrote books about stuff, um, <laughs> rather than being lazy and recording everything. You ever given blood before? Then you're a hero. That's uh, yeah. uh, what's next. Uh, I think next is do you want to do the watching. news? Well, we usually do uh, what, what we've been watching, but, but since yeah, Ryan's but not here, it. let's do yeah, the news. Yeah, let's do it different. All right, let's mix it up. Bring on the news. It's real news. James, what's the news? Hey, you remember when Future Futurama got canceled? Yeah, that was like a decade ago. Yeah, it happened again. Um, what? 
Yeah, which it really like. Yeah, that's too bad. But the the last like eight, four seasons for me have just been icing anyway. You know, like I never expected that to happen. So that's okay. Yeah, and I only know? really pay attention to when they're on DVD or streaming. So that you're the reason they canceled it, Brad. Darkest, well, darkest timeline. You kind of look at like Community, where it just become you know you look at a husk. And oh yeah, Futurama's got to continue on as its own its oh, own yeah. entity and. It's. I'm happy to see it find a conclusion rather than just keep spinning its wheels for eternity. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree. And seven yeah. seasons is nothing to be yeah. well, ashamed of. And it's like it's like eight if you count those movies as a season. Right. Like they so do. they got a good long run. Yeah, absolutely. Better than most shows. Yeah. And still, you know what? <laughs> no, Darkest Timeline, The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. They just go until like they're culturally irrelevant but still going, and you're going, oh, people are still watching The Simpsons? Did you see that little clip online? It was like from... Simpsons like third season and they were watching a show on TV and Bart's like well I wonder what happened if I had a show like that and it was like some TV show and Homer's like I would run my show into the ground <laughs> I, I, he's like I'd keep going and going until my show went into the ground or something oh, like that it's, way, it's like the title on YouTube is Homer predicts Simpsons <laughs> Uh, future or something like that. <laughs> I'm I'm sure they, they thought about that. I love The Simpsons from from like '93 to 2001. It was the most fun I've ever had watching a TV show. Yeah. I've always had like a, 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 a projection of like, what would my dream work be in life? If I could travel any time period, do anything. It'd be like, yeah, Simpsons writer between 1995 and 2001. Mm. Where it's like oh, sure. that period you, where just so you could write with Conan. To a point. <laughs> I mean, not not that specific. I think he I think he was out by like '90. By ninety five. Yeah, she yeah. only did like two seasons. So it's yeah. kind of a little bit, yeah. like a little bit. But after. it was just the, like you picked that that sweet spot where he was there. I'm yeah. talking about if I had nothing else to watch for the rest of time except for those episodes. That's true. Yeah, that's all I'd watch. Ninety three, two thousand one, or so. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, they're not bad. You know what's weird is uh, I was at trivia this week, and uh, for the visual round, they played clips from TV shows on the screen. You had to oh. guess what the TV show was. They actually played a clip from The Simpsons where Are Homer is on screen, and it's um. It's uh the theme was Andy Warhol and stuff, so it was that one where he's having like this fever dream and like the clock falls on him and splashes and then right, right. Andy Warhol shows up and uh, I was like really like who does no one in the room is gonna figure out what that yeah th- that yellow guy on the screen is <laughs> yeah like clearly yeah. this is the Simpsons if they wanted to be smart they should have gone back to those original shorts that were on that like variety show in the eighties yeah uh, and showed that Tracy then Tracy because like yeah yeah, yeah. see I didn't that even know that would have thrown it. people like, off look, but look half the table knew it and half didn't that's a good trivia question. But yeah, I was like, is 23 years enough time for the people to forget? Am I out of the loop? And this wow. Is, yeah. yeah was, On some level, the problem becomes that it's just kind of crushed under the weight of like its, its former brilliance. Like it's it's such a it's a cultural you know cornerstone. Not to mention of, merchandise. Yeah. Well, yeah. but also a lot of comedic sensibilities. If you look at kind of the, you know, a lot of sitcoms these days are live action cartoons, and I can't help but feel that was a projection of just watching a lot of Simpsons at some point. Yeah. A lot of other things too, but Simpsons did it. <laughs> What other news you got, James? Oh, sorry, I'm I'm distracting myself here. Um, Focus on the show, man. Well, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm focused on the next <laughs> the next thing. Uh, so Marvel got Daredevil back. While we're talking about comics, we're gonna spend a little time in comics here. Um, I don't I don't want them to make a Daredevil movie in any way attached to the original. Um, well, that shouldn't happen because now Marvel's in control. Not right. they're unable. I mean, so, that was a different yeah. company yeah. franchise. Um, so this this kind of makes me happy. I also don't want Daredevil to show up in a Spider-Man movie, and I don't want Daredevil to show up in an Avengers movie. Well, Spider-Man's eventually going to be in an Avengers movie, so why wouldn't? Well, no, Spider-Man in the Avengers movie, I'd be fine with, but That's I don't. Happened. I mean, explain. 
I don't really like Daredevil. <laughs> well, that's your problem. Actually, Daredevil might kind of work in the real world. Yeah, he's a dude. Well, he's deaf. Blind he's guy blind, beats yeah. Blind. Yeah, he's not deaf. I'm he's got a problem. I don't know. Wrong ailment. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a Daredevil fan to the point where I think he kind of attends to a certain spectrum, which is just kind of the the shit parts of, of Manhattan, seemingly. Like, yeah. gleaming towers and big monsters. And th- I yeah. always appreciated that. He cleans the dark, shadowy places that Spider-Man yeah. doesn't go. And, I mean, there there are other characters who I think can kind of fit in line with that. If they were wa- if they were wanting to project an aspect of the Marvel Universe, like, I actually think, maybe not directly, because he might even be a little bit too big profile for this, but, I mean, seeing people like that and say, the Avengers show that's coming up, I think would be a pretty, pretty decent way to portray some of that as well as like the heroes for hire luke cage all the kind of you yeah. know lo-fi new york sort of sorts of heroes and daredevil again still might be a little bit too big a profile but it'd be nice to see an application that wasn't so i think if they were to avoid maybe trying to throw millions behind something then they might actually get a de- like a decent depiction of yeah. it. yeah um d- uh, i just want to say that that segment that uh segue that you just made was was very bueno because while we're talking about the uh the agents of shield the new yeah. marvel show uh marvel sort of a let leak today that the ray that they're going to get uh clark Gregg's character agent colson back into the show is they're going to reveal that <coughs> nick fury faked agent colson's death and that he was never dead to begin with. I fucking hate this. Yeah. I hate everything about this. They kind of implied so it, though. I mean, no. No, no. He uses... Yeah, I mean, he manipulates the death into mm. being something good. But I think that that, that that character death is... Was was not only the the most brilliant thing about Avengers as a yeah. film, um, but maybe the most brilliant thing about phase one of the Marvel franchise yeah, that, I, that, that Kevin Feig had that planned out because Joss Whedon has said, like, even though Joss Whedon gets in trouble for killing characters, he said like, you, you're mad at me, but Kevin told me that had to happen. <laughs> you know, he was like, Hey, guess what? We're going to, we're going to kill off spoilers for Avengers. But seriously, where have you been? Um, we're going to kill off Agent Colson. Although... Really? Dude, I, do, I don't like... I have not seen Avengers either. Because I just what don't... What are you guys doing I don't like. I don't like superhero movies. Like oh, I said earlier, right. there's, it's the... I, I liked them. I did like them. I, I loved did. them so much, but then I felt like they... The they, same they movie. They juked me out. Yeah, yeah. this is the same formula, like you were saying. And, and I was like, to be what, dude? honest, Avengers came out the same night as... Uh, I think Synergy came out. And uh, I was... And, yeah, dude, remember that? Yeah, yeah, and I just didn't. Yeah, I was too drunk to have a night to see it. <laughs> then I just kind of lost track of time, and now it's on Netflix. It's in the queue, but I, I've tried to start it, and I just keep falling asleep. It's, yeah, it's on Netflix. It's really good. Uh, no, the Avengers stuff I like. Yeah, no, I've seen I, like half of it. Wait, wait, have you guys seen Thor? No, I did see okay. Thor. See, one of the things why I didn't see Avengers was I had like six movies to watch before I saw that. But I think I've got just about all of them, minus Captain America. Um, is he in cause, Avengers? Because to me, like, okay, yeah, good yeah. shit. But to me, <laughs> but he's he's best in Avengers. That, you know, I think he's better in Avengers than he is in Captain America. Um, to me, like, I look at those movies and I think they are different. You know, like, like Thor is a dramatic movie. I mean, yes, there's like this laser shooting dude walking around at the end, but <laughs> but cool there are names. these like there are these heavy Kenneth Branagh drama sequences in that movie that I think are fantastic that make those movies stand out, but. Anyway, you should see Avengers because seriously, like it's great. Um, it's fun. I yeah. hear this. Yeah. I hear, and I, 
while it was in theaters, like you just got to do yourself a favor and see it in theaters. I'm oh like, yeah. Okay. Oh, I will. Yeah. yeah. No, you really, you really yeah. need to like go sit in a corner and think about your life choices. <laughs> I am sorry, Jax. <laughs> in the spirit of cats had a bag, though, I actually kind of makes you bum the whole thing on Colson because that, again, going back to just the fact that that was such a beautiful thing they wove in the yeah. stories, which is yeah. they, they gave us this one character who we've just existed so close to what would be a reasonable perspective to seeing all this crazy shit and one who was charming and affable yeah. and just kind of rode rode along in a very unassuming way until he finally you know was very much part of the action by the time he got to avengers and, and it and it gives me chills to realize that they were using him to from the very first iron man to tie those movies together yeah and then in avengers they use his death to tie those characters together mm-hmm. and you're like oh my oh like it it just it kills me it's so smart like like it, it it makes this entire plan that Marvel had for like guess what we're going to make we're going to make superhero movies and we're going to make them right and we're still going to make them be superhero like they're still going to be you know bombastic and comic booky um but we're going to do it in a way that you're going to love uh it just seems so brilliant and it's the kind of shit that no matter what DC does with Justice League they will never top that <laughs> there's not going to be a way um although this uh, storyline may explain why on the baseball cards Captain America is wearing his current costume instead of his World War II costume, which would have made more sense given the cards were printed back then. So since he's wearing the new costume on the cards, it would make sense that he was. they were recently just printed by Nick Fury. So <laughs> Wait, he, really? That was some, that was some <laughs> crazy... Shit, right there. They I get, they I get too deep into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, now, when you, I first saw the movie, right. like I was, uh, he throws the cards on the table, and he's like the image of Captain America. Th- these are cards that Captain Coulson was co- or Agent Coulson was collecting. Yeah, and he was such a big fan of Captain America. But on the card, Captain America is like saluting, but he's wearing the costume he's wearing in the movie from yeah. modern day that they made for him. When you th- you'd think if he was collecting cards from World War Two era, he should be wearing his World War Two era costume from for the photo, but he's not. Yeah, I shouldn't look that closely, but you know, yeah. it's going to bug the shit out of me if I see it. Um, Take that, nerds. Watch Avengers again, all you so listeners. You just, you just, <laughs> I just ruined the movie for everybody. You just, Sorry. You just kicked Kevin Feig in the dick. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, anybody, anybody? How's it feel, Feig? <laughs> <laughs> anybody like uh, Garden State? I mean, I like, I like, I like. Oh, here we go. This is going to be fun. It, it's a product of its time by so much. It's a little interesting to watch now. Yeah. And it's just kind of been, it was responsible for a whole cycle of oh, yeah. awful, awful fucking Yeah, movies. I mean, I, I can't help but watch that movie. And when, when she says like, or when he, yeah, when she says like, oh, you got to listen to this song by the shins. It'll, it'll change your life. I just, my eyes roll back into my head and you can see like the, the you know. The backs of my eyeballs, like it's so bad. Like that line is just the corniest, most hipster bullshit yeah. on the planet. That movie would be but the word quirk. Oh yeah, it's the quirk capital of film movies. Yeah, pretty sure it yeah, put yeah. the postal service on the map. Dude, I don't. Oh even, yeah, I don't, I'm pretty sure that I can't remember a single second of that movie except for there was a girl involved, and that's why I had to sit down and watch. Yeah. And. Because <laughs> you want to get you want to get laid. I, I can't remember if it was a getting laid thing, but I remember I liked a girl, and she's like, "Let's watch this movie." I'm like, yeah, whatever is going on. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's pretty trendy indie, like the beginning, oh, yeah. like copy and paste, wheat paste, trendy indie. Oh yeah, it's definitely one where like you 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 can see Zach Braff just sort of stealing from early Wes Anderson oh, and yeah. things like that, and just being like, "I'm gonna what make was this quirky as hell." Um, I still to this day don't understand that beginning part where he was like. 
putting mascara on or eyeliner on when he was in a he was being a waiter for oh, a yeah, sushi yeah. restaurant. And I, st- I don't like, remember. He, it was like some Hollywood thing because he was a Hollywood actor that did, did well, made like one movie and was still working in like fast food or yeah. like that. But I still don't understand why he had to put like eyeliner on. Like I just I don't know, like what the hell I, is going I, on. I think that movie has a scene that's broken in that there is there's this scene that no like. I tell people about it, and they're like, oh, fuck yeah, that's in that movie. Do you remember when he takes her to a hotel where people are having sex oh, and it's they're like, watching people have like, sex? wait, wait, did y'all see some titties? Yeah. Did we all just see some titties? Why the fuck is that scene in that movie? Because <laughs> they like, went to go get, they had to give that guy uh, nitrous oxide to get the address of the dude, I think, that had the original bracelet to some shit. Like, I can't remember. (laughs) It was like treasure. (laughs) I I know what the plot reasons are. I mean, I don't because it's convoluted and stupid, but I, but I don't understand. Yeah. Like, like in this movie that is this, like, it's supposed to be this Braff wanted to show some titties in this introspective film. movie. Yeah, no, it really is like all of a sudden, all of a sudden That's they needed to get the nudity in there. Yeah, not Comet. This was before oh, Comet man, was I in just movies. Totally this was in the Red Man days. One of, one of, one of eight fucking uh, as, how high fans in my metro district. <laughs> it's like, let's go see Red Man. Of course, you know, love him. I'm happy that they got a little bit of love for the Wu Tang Clan, I guess. But yeah. The whole thing about everyone jumping in the pool—that's like iconic, trendy Indian. Oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the only one who doesn't jump in. Oh, oh. man, I'm gonna. I'm gonna... <laughs> I can't remember a single second. I'm trying to flash something I know, here. I'm I saw like, it once no, way back in. There's this one part where he's wearing a shirt, and the pattern on the shirt is the same as the wall I behind him. I do remember him. that part. That's so like, oh, quirky. Baggins is his dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 actually, Ian Holm might be the best thing about the movie. And Ian Red Holm Man. Great. Didn't he like, push his mom and make, and almost, and make her... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the story you know, is that... Like, the latch on the thing breaks. And every, she, everybody said... I, and I remember that, like... like it, it, it scared like a dishwasher. I'm afraid of dishwasher. Oh yeah, that, that movie, movie scares you. Yeah. Well, who the fuck pushes their mom? Is the real question. No, 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 no. Like I'd never he, push my mom. She'd backhand the hell out of me right away. Fuck you up. Yeah, I know. I think, yeah. Well, I don't know if he like he doesn't intentionally push her. I don't think, but like it just ha- so happened that like the dishwasher was at an angle and like her neck hits the edge of the dishwasher and stretch. That's for sure. I remember yeah, yeah. That. No, I'm like, well, yeah. I can disbelieve logic. Enough. And unfortunately, and unfortunately, I assumed that he killed her, his mom, in my kitchen where <laughs> I don't know exact where like logistically I can't figure out. How what's, you fall what's the backwards death spot? and hit the dishwasher? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'm like, well, no. How how could I? You know, not my mom. I wasn't picturing my mom. Like I, I imagine that he went to my house with his mom. Did you just picture that scene in your kitchen? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And I, I was like, I don't know houses, how you knock your, your mom into a dishwasher. That's, and I visualized weird. the best kitchen for that thing. Like, where's <laughs> where was the optimal place? What's, which like kitchen go, out of the two is the best to kill a mom at? Like you go, at? Your, like you go into your friend's house, and the first thing you do is you go to the kitchen and go, could Zach Braff kill his mom in this just, kitchen? I'm just how checking you, your you uh, your latch here to make sure you don't kill your mom tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, so lucky that ultimately I, I never had a fucking dishwasher growing up, so that ad part never really hit with me. I'm just like, oh, I could never just a lot of kill my mom that way. Thank God. My mom fell on herself and died. <laughs> How? What? Then she ended up slipping in the tub, right? And that's why Zach Brown has to go home for the weekend. No, isn't fall she? In love. Oh, she's she, not dead. She no. fell down the stairs and landed on like eight. No, bullets. she 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 <laughs> she got paralyzed because of Zach Rav, and then oh. later on she was taking a bath, and then she and she, she like yeah she, she like, passes out in the tub and, and then falls in. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. <laughs> Why is it? No, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think like because she's paralyzed, like she drowns herself. It's like Spider Man in a tub. Like I can't get out. The walls are so slippery. <laughs> I, I think ultimately the math on that movie stopped working though when paying bills became a thing. Like as soon as you kind of oh, had yeah. to take a few steps, and then just like I have to be an adult human being, just like oh fuck this shit. <laughs> the guy made Silent Velcro. There's so many weird things in that movie. Oh yeah. Oh man. And, well, anyway, 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 unfurnished house, and they're like Garden State. Arrow. Garden All that state is say. not news. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's news is that in the in the in the wake of Veronica Mars, Zach Braff has decided I want to make another quirk and or film. Sorry, and he. <laughs> Uh, has gone on to Kickstarter. He wants to raise two million dollars to make a movie, which will call, which will be called "Wish I Was Here," which is a title. And uh, he's already I raised a million point eight of it. Actually, actually a million point nine. He's uh. only he's only seventy thousand dollars from his goal at the mo- pump point we're recording this. Which so you know a bunch of people want this movie to happen. This movie, yeah, yeah. like a trailer. Um, right there? And hey, here's the thing. As much shit as we've just talked about it, I liked Garden State when I first saw it, and I will probably like this movie when I first see it. Yeah, Ten years after truth. that, I'll be like, I'll be like, well, what the fuck was that shit? Where like, you know, his dad fell and and on a chainsaw or whatever. Like, the mom know. was smoking a bong in that movie too. It's like, oh yeah, he dies to your friends. <laughs> what is that, uh, Natalie Boyman? <laughs> anyway, we have a Brad. Brad introduced this next segment. Well, you didn't finish the rest of the news, so another. Uh, person uh who is so, i guess sort of famous tim heidegger's famous yeah yeah not, not I would probably, say yeah not, probably yeah. not as well known as uh zach braff because he guys, wasn't on scrubs put but one of his movies like on your top 10 list last year yeah i he's i know him as i wouldn't say uh, more, more, most of america does but yeah. tim heidegger uh found out about zach braff's evil plan and <laughs> <laughs> he was uh he, he had uh some things to say about it and he dealt with it by um writing a scene to amend Zach Braff's script for, you know, Wish You Were Here. Yeah, just to And then out. he emailed that scene to Zach Braff saying like, hey, you know, check this out. Keep an open mind and, you know, give me a part in your movie when you get all the money raised. And uh, that scene went out on the internet and we have it. We've collected it. And since we have actors, professional actors on our show today, we decided we would share the script with our listeners by having them act it out. In your ears. In your ears. You know what's really creepy, too? Theater of the Mind. Takes, takes, takes place in a kitchen at night. Just going to throw that out there. Oh. Something, you, everybody, everybody, <laughs> everybody get ready. Tim Heidecker's um, a genius. Everybody get ready because uh, some shit might be about to happen. Okay, so. Check your dishwashers, folks. There are four parts to this scene. I want to play man. Spencer will be playing man. My name is Manuel Connor. I'll be playing the role of woman. Woman. I'm represented by the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll be a little boy. <laughs> uh, and I'm going. I'm. I'm. I'm going to be your narrator for the evening, gentlemen. Begin scene. Interior kitchen, night. A woman and man sit under a dimly lit kitchen table. There are bills spread out in front of them. The couple looks weary. There. There has to be some mistake. It's all gone. We have nothing left. We have no money. We'd have something left if you hadn't donated $100 to that fucking Zach Braff piece of shit. The man's head bows. A small boy enters the room. Mommy, I'm hungry. You say that? You can't even feed your son. Why don't you turn on TBS while you still have cable and see if that fucking garbage movie is on? Big movie producer, huh? You need to see Zach Braff's vision so bad? Now look at us. Fuck you. 
I am so sorry. <laughs> oh, my neck! Oh, my neck! And I can't move! You, bitch. I can't move my lower half! <laughs> End scene. That was the best thing you ever done. That was fantastic. Zimbra. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> insert applause. <laughs> and while we're ending stuff, that was news. For barbecue that can't be beat, try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust, full-flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoke and taste on everything you eat, try a new Birdman Smoke and Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop off-Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ. My man spider sense is tingling. Hey, look, it's man spider. How's it going, true believers? When I'm swinging through Colorado and I need comic books, I head to Arvada, Colorado to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh no, the teal troll is attacking me! My son's in danger! Will no one help him? Oh no, it's man spider! Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, the whips the competition with great deals on back issues. 50% off, hold slot, 20% off list price. You want sports memorabilia? They got that too. Where are you going, Man Spider? The Teal Troll still has my son. Here's web in your eye. Oh no, I'm bested by Man Spider again. So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, and tell them the real nerd sent you. All right, so most of the show's out of the way. We only yeah. have three things left to do. That's what we've been watching. Uh,. An introduction to their movie, and then our movie of the week. Well, so there's one what more thing. Oh? Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're missing a thing. I am. I just realized mm-hmm. what it is. Uh-huh. Did uh, you get a comic book for this week? No, I didn't. You got one? I don't have one. Uh, Why not? Yeah. Hey, everybody should go read comics. Wait, actually, he, you know what? Week? You know who is here? Uh, who's going to be at You know who's gonna be at uh, Denver Comic Con this year? Stan Lee. That's right. Now, Stan Lee created a lot of characters. Kubrick? Like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> God damn it. Shut up. Um, <laughs> you know, Spider-Man, uh, Batman, Superman. He created all of those characters. You should go read some of them. You can go to your local comic shop, which, if you're, if you're smart, statement is, is, with errors. is Colorado <laughs> Coins, Cards, and Comics in Arvada. Uh, and just pick up, dude, fucking anything, man. Dude, it's free comic book day tomorrow. Find... I'm going there tomorrow. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, tomorrow shit. is free comic book day, so you've already missed it by the time you hear this. But for next year, Tweet first it. Saturday of May... Tweet. Is free comic book day. Uh, so Any go. free comic? Oh, wait. That's um, like tomorrow is not one. The... Generally, it coincides with no. the movie release. It is. Yeah, like tomorrow's free comic three. book day. Yeah, it's probably going to be an but Iron Man one. It's not the first weekend of May. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. So, <laughs> this upcoming Saturday, from when you're hearing this, uh, is May 4th, uh, is the first weekend, the first Saturday of May. Uh, that is free comic book day. Uh, in all of the world, so you should go to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. They'll have a and there's like comics fifty titles this year. Oh yeah, yeah. To there's choose a, from. There's a lot of stuff that is specifically put out to be free. Plus, if you, at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, there's like you get ten just for walking in the door of of their old back issues and stuff of their dollar issues. Uh, plus, everything is crazy on sale. Like I spent thirty bucks there and got like this huge stack of shit that I still have not finished reading. Nice. Yeah. Where, where's this place at? You said uh, Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. It's in Arvada. Address sixty-seven hundred. Um, Wadsworth Boulevard. 
Oh, there we okay. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wadsworth and Arvati. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's because it's cars Arvati goes like the this. Beverly Hills of Arvati. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, go check them out. Even if uh, even if we don't have a comic book direct, I'm down well, for coins. I heard books. you say coins in there. I'm I'm probably down for more of those. Yeah, they also they also do uh, like coin collecting and stuff as well as uh, sports, sports memorabilia, memorabilia. Yeah. magic Sick. cards. Yeah, so uh, you could probably cards. if you had something Tap signed by Tom Cruise, you might be able to sell, take something signed by Tom Cruise in there and get some money for it. Ooh, I don't know. Nice. Probably not. I'm pretty sure I didn't take one of those posters. You guys all take one. I didn't. Take oh yeah, one. I'm, I'm, I'm not stupid. If Tom Cruise signed something, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna sign my trans poster by Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I got a silver sharpie. Tom I can Cruise. I'm Tom I wasn't Cruise. in this movie. I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna <laughs> trace it. I'm gonna <laughs> sign it as Spencer Kane. I'll be like. <laughs> I don't know, man. Check Holy it shit, Spencer Kane was in this movie. This? I didn't know Spencer <laughs> Kane was in Oblivion. That's fantastic. Pretty sure, bro. So that's our recommendation for this week. Go yeah. go go buy go buy comics. Yeah, go buy comics. <laughs> Ryan's not here. Come on. Yeah. Um that's the next up is what we've been watching. So uh yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. We've been watching, James. Are, oh, you want me to go first? Yeah, Ryan's not here. He usually goes first, but yeah, that's right. What a dick. So this is your uh, chance. I never, get to, I never get to go first. Yeah, he, he does usually talk a lot about Nicolas Cage. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of stuff. Just a couple things I want to touch on. Um, I watched Clue mostly because at the Alamo Draft House they were going to do a, a quotathon, which I wasn't going to be able to get to because of work. But I still really wanted to watch Clue because their advertisements reminded me how great that movie um, is. And guess what? That movie's still great. It so holds up. Um, I mean, if you've never seen Clue, it's still one of the funniest movies probably ever made. Agreed. Um, and that it's so tight, and that whole thing at the um, uh, Tim Curry's whole spiel at the end, where he explains that thing, it's it's comedy genius. Um, have you guys seen? You guys have seen Clue? Yeah, that's a pretty good movie. I yeah. like Clue. Yeah. No. Uh, no, <laughs> the little boy what? is still in the room. Yeah, little boy, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard uh, the theatrical version only has one ending, but the DVD has yeah. six the six different endings. Or no, it's seven. three, three. Yeah, so it, there, if you if you watch it on DVD, you get to choose whether or not it randomizes it or uh, it shows you all three. In theaters, what they did was they actually would just um, the reels would each have a different ending on it, so your friends could go see that movie. And they might get a different ending than what you get. That's so smart. Oh yeah, because uh, what it ended up meaning is like, oh, let's go. We gotta go see Clue again, hoping we get that different ending. I think that that was their idea. That movie didn't make three times what every other movie made, so it didn't really work. <laughs> but um, but still, just a really cool. I mean, nobody's if I, Iron Man or something other. did that shit. Yeah, oh <laughs> where there's an God. ending where Iron Man dies. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I got the saddest Iron Man three on the planet. Actually, there. Well, I'm not saying there kind of is, but there was so a thing hardcore. with Iron Man three where like. There's the Chinese versions yeah. different. Yeah, 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 it is. I don't think it, it's apparently something kind of special. Yeah, but it's not. It's not like you know, game changing. No, it's yeah, really. It's, it's really just that they want the Chinese to go see more movies. They want to throw a Fing Fang Foom in for the yeah. <laughs> Chinese. I think they only get six movie releases a year from America. They can only import six movies yeah. a year. So the ones they do import, they're like, go see it, please, 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 <laughs> please, please. We only import like two movies from them, and they're always like Kama Sutra sex movies. Oh, um, the, you mean the good ones? <laughs> yeah, there's one of those. Like for for a while, for a month there, there was like one every month. Was like, oh, this is the new 3D Chinese porn. Neat. Yeah, it's weird. What else did you watch? That's oh, a damn shame. Um, so I also watched Doubt, which I haven't seen in a while. Oh, and I love that movie. I, I we've never talked about it on here. One of my top I, ten from 2009. You asshole! That movie <laughs> didn't come out in 2009. It still it pisses me off. Same year as a. Uh, it's 2008. Yeah. 
was yeah, a, he came was out a, in 2009. I watched in 2009. Like yeah, he watched. Yeah, you know, I watched Clue this year. Clue is my na- number one movie of 2013. <laughs> Ass hat. Um, <laughs> so I honestly think that that movie might have the one of the tightest scripts I've ever, like one of the best written scripts I've ever seen. Uh, I, that that movie is absolutely phenomenal. And every time that like the light bulb goes out or the wind comes in, like because it, it is such a play. You know, it's such a stage production uh, and that all that stuff ties in. Oh, dude, the first moment when I was watching it this week and and I really like freaked out was when their first if if you haven't seen Doubt, it's it takes place in a um, uh, like a boarding school, sort of uh, like a private school with nuns and stuff in like the 50s. yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, boarding school, yeah. Catholic yeah. boarding school. Yeah, yeah. Catholics, Catholics. Yeah, there's Catholics, right? And there's these nuns, and they begin to believe that this priest is maybe having an, an improper relationship with one of the kids. Um, and I don't want to spoil it, but where it goes is amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, and all the issues it's dealing with are unbelievable. That's um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, like Amy Adams in it. Or? Amy Adams and Meryl Streep. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was fantastic, uh, and it was like Amy Adams, like right off the Junebug tales. Like you yeah, know, she hadn't Junebug. she hadn't really quite blown up huge yet. Um, so you know, all of us indie hipster movie guys could be like, oh yeah, Amy Adams. Oh man, she's my favorite actress. Uh, <laughs> and uh, anyway, so glad so, she got plucked out of Hooters. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, yeah. she she's actually yeah she's from here. Um, no way. Yeah, she Mormon. was in Denver Hooters. She was in yeah. Drop Dead Gorgeous, which I thought was still one of the best mockumentary satire things I've seen yeah. in many, many years. And kind of, again, didn't that movie didn't do much. But Oh, so there's this great scene. Sorry, I lost track of myself. <laughs> so there's this great scene where... Um, they're they're first starting to talk about like you know whether or not this guy might be touching kids you know diddling as we say spreading the rumor yeah yeah they're first starting to spread the rumor and this other nun walks in and she's got this cat and they say like uh and they're like what what's with the cat and she's like because there's a there's a rat and she walks out and then a few minutes later she walks back and, and they're like oh did the did the cat get the rat and she's like yeah sometimes all you need is a cat and like like just the the fact that they're starting to talk about like trying to figure out whether or not this guy is touching kids and they're trying to figure out if they are going to be the ones to catch him like then this like total metaphor for what they're doing walks through the scene and you're just like this is either brilliant or stupid but it's not it's just fucking brilliant <laughs> that that script is amazing and you, you people should my see favorite part is uh the gossip monologue equating oh, gossip yeah. to like loose feathers yeah yeah great. which is an old metaphor but he did mm. he sells it, so well. sells it so well oh man um, that movie is just a powerhouse. Uh, and then the last thing I watch, speaking of hipsters, is uh, people have been telling me to watch Portland, India for years, but I always would see little clips and be like, that seems like hipster bullshit. I don't want to watch that. Come on. That's silly. Uh, and then I finally started watching it because there was in front of Jurassic Park, there were those clips with uh, Jeff Goldblum where Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. <laughs> no, no, it's actual Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> but he's running a store oh, yeah, in Portland right. that just sells like you know artsy knots like like rope tied into weird knots you know <laughs> and they end up they end up buying he he brings out this one that's um it's it's ipod uh headphones all jumbled up into a knot and he's like there's this local artist and what he does is he takes these and, and he shoves them into his pocket and when he pulls them out they're like this and then they buy that and they give it to, as a housewarming gift to these people um and and i was like okay i gotta check this out 
I thought that it was script that it were not scripted, but I thought it was like an actual show. But what it really is, it's it's made by the people who made SNL, um, and it's skits, like it's, yeah, it's you sketch know sketch comedy. Yeah, um, and it's really good. It's still it's hit or miss, but like the the on ongoing sketches that they do are always fantastic. There's uh, women and women first, which is this great little like shop of these two older maybe lesbian women who are just insane and don't actually want to sell anything like they just ostracize anyone who comes into the store <laughs> to get them to leave because they don't actually want you to buy anything so if you ask where a book is they're like it's over there it's uh, it's uh, it's over there uh, and then they won't they won't get it down for you like oh um it's really good um, so it's the kind of show that i think if you were doing something else you should turn it on in the background and then you'll You'll notice when a good sketch is going, and when when the other ones are like, ah, eh, this one's sort of silly. I don't care about this one. Then you can be doing something else. Um, but I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'll probably end up watching through the whole show again because um, it's really good. Nice. Right on. Maddie, you seen anything lately? Um, I've been watching a lot of comedy Bang Bang. I'm not sure if you've seen that TV no. show. It's pretty funny. It's like a talk show, half an hour, but like uh, they'll have one main celebrity guest on and then have a, like other random people come on like the best one was tim heidecker was like an animal expert and he came on like as a different dude like then was like jerry something something <laughs> and the animal expert and he had like, a little cooler with them it's like oh so what do you uh, got here what do you bring like, i don't bring any animals it's my own beer and he's like <laughs> telling these creepy stories and they end up kicking him off the show but <laughs> it's like uh they'll t- they'll have one celebrity and then like mess around for two other guests and it's just like the funniest <laughs> It's made by uh, the absolutely like Tim Heinecker and those guys put it yeah. together. So it's like their editors just killing it, like doing their thing because the editing on Tim and Eric's were so good, and yeah. this editing is just just as good. So it's like a just a funny talk show. I saw that I've been watching all of those. That's on Netflix. I also watched. Uh, we watched the first Indiana Jones again in cl- uh, my film theory class. So that was pretty fun to that see. That movie's it. still good, right? Oh, it's still good. Okay, good. It's it's a little it's a little uh, a little preachy with the Nazis still. Yeah. You, you can always go back and see it, but it's, you can never go wrong with the Anna Jones. That was oh, pretty yeah. fun. And then uh, I saw Spring Breakers. Oh, oh, fucking finally! Somebody who's seen Spring Breakers. Yes. What the fuck is Spring Breakers? Did you have you seen it? No. Oh, I keep meaning to go on one of my days <laughs> off, but I haven't yet. It's basically the story. It's American Dream. It's basically what we saw tonight. It's basically painting <laughs> paint game with pretty girls in South in, in Florida as well. Like it's the same fucking movie. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's like uh The story is these th- these girls and like the one is really religious. His name. It's got like the same religious aspect like as uh, the Rock was and the Selena Gomez character's name Faith and she just loves God and like they oh go they all go down to uh, Spring Break after they rob a place with the uh, rob this gas station and kind of get that spring break youth crazy experience and they meet uh james franco's character which is the best acting i've seen all year <laughs> james franco's awesome in the movie is alien and gucci man's in it and apparently there's a scene <laughs> where gucci man's like in a bed and he had like a show that night and he passed out and harmy Curran's like oh let's just keep filming just kept fi- <laughs> film passed out gucci man and it made the cut <laughs> like it's it's a wow. it's a crazy movie i saw it like early in the, like the day it came out early in the morning because I want to see like it was just a half the theater was just girls like little girls thinking they're gonna see Selena Gomez and wow I and, can't and, believe and that the, they drew and that the crowd. first shot is just like like in the the 
opening sequence is a spring break party on the beach and guys are like having beers with their dicks and pouring into like all these girls' mouths are back and just like slow motion boobs on the screen just going around. It's like the most beautiful opening sequence. And you, <laughs> they always cut, they always cut back to that. It's like spring break. It's like has this new editing style. Of, I'm not sure if you've ever seen a Harmony Korine movie, but it's like. It's very... He's the gummo guy, right? Yeah, it's very yeah. flowing. You know, gummo flows, and it's like um, music will kind of go throughout the whole movie, and there'll be like a weird cutaway to just something with music, like uh, that Chloe Savinde's with the X's on her nipples. Yeah. It's like that kind of stuff, but in Spring Breakers with these girls in South Florida. And it's it's very like just a trippy... They try to make a trippy movie. Huh. It's like a dubstep of the movie. It's <laughs> in, in, oh, sold, sold. I'm now in MTV there. just mashed into it. But it's it's that one's like it's better than painting game. That's for sure. Whoa! I fall. I, I'd rather watch spoilers. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, that's just that. And I, he's still playing Psychonauts. That's too much fun. Oh yeah, you were playing. Psychonauts I was playing last time. last time. I took a little break and I got back to it last week. And I was like, oh, this is too. I'm walking upside down. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Bueno. Uh, I kind of just, I, I finally checked out. I, it took me a minute to get to the final season of 30 Rock. And okay. that was really, really nice. I'm actually kind of that after what's been going on with the community, after kind of, again, other other yeah. things that are kind of a little bit more in meteor places of they're getting to their ending, but they're not quite there. It was nice to see something that I did love quite a bit conclude on its own terms. Mm. So that felt really, really good. I'm fucking absolutely love Tina Fey and everything that she like that. Everything that show kind of represents in terms of a creator owned show was just done. So amazingly well, I thought, uh, so it was good seeing it come to a good place. And then just, uh, the, honestly new, like new additions to Netflix, the franchise stuff that cartoon network's been putting on. So I, Probably redone Justice League and Justice League Unlimited a couple of times already. Dude, and, uh, dude I would bold. totally check that out. Oh, uh, it's talking. so that, that show is so fucking good. Bruce Tim, Paul Dini. Paul Dini went on to work on Lost, I know, but I yeah. mean the the writing talent, some of the voice talent on that show projected kind of into what they end up doing later. It's amazing to see some of the people they got, and just such a such a tightly written series of cartoons to the point where again, you know, you always to kind of have that voice of like, no, oh, it's for adults too and shit. Beautiful, beautiful series. Very cool. Yeah. Spence, you seen anything? I've watched uh, with Zach Eastman half or no, more like the first act, like usual. But I didn't fall asleep this time. We just got busy. Uh, we were watching The Island of Doctor Moreau. Moreau. Mm. Yeah, the one with uh, Val Kilmer. Yeah, and um, mm. Marlon Brando. Bingo. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and you know you're used to seeing him as the Godfather in this movie. He was awesome. He was this weird dude. I always thought it was weird on South Park they had like the Marlon Brando and then the little guy character like the weird scientist guy <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then he just disappeared from the show like <laughs> <laughs> early the first three seasons and then, like, it's too much work to animate that dude I, it wasn't I no 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 <laughs> I, I don't know yeah but you're right so maybe he eats him at some point Maybe at some point he ate that character. Maybe. Turn him into a poor-ass monkey, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, so watching Dr. Moreau, like, what, what was the experience? Was it the first time? or I, I saw it when it, like, pretty much first came out, but I was obviously pretty young back then. Uh, has this been out for, like, 14 years or something? I think it's 95 or something. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, um, I thought that movie kicked hunky. a lot of ass. Yeah? Yeah. I haven't I seen it in a while either. Yeah, you know? And then Zach I. was telling me how it just just flopped at the uh, box office. Yeah. Why? 
Why? Because it's so weird. <laughs> Why do people gotta suck? Nope. I, I think like that animal movie kicked people ass. hybrids. That's a little bit freaky. Why did he make? Why did you guys watch that when you're getting ready to shoot like a serious oh, this drama? Was, this film? was after. This was after we shot oh, the boys. Okay, like, I was like, yeah, this, this is like research. That night we went back, or the day after we we finished that last day of shooting, we I went over to his house and we. Had some beer and we watched that movie. Oh, shout out to Zach <laughs> Eastman. I told you, I said I love you. <laughs> so this is it. <laughs> I love you, Zach. Love you too, Zach. Because <laughs> he always listens. He's always pumping real nerds in his headphones. Yeah, I know, I yeah know. It's, it's not a lie. He uh, Facebooked that he was listening to last week's episode. He was downloading yeah. it, yeah. Well, and well, and Brad and I both went and saw visited the set this week. And when I was talking to him that morning, I was going to be there. He was like, "Dude, yeah. I'm I'm getting ready now. Listen to the Real News podcast of the Evil Dead episode." And I was like, "That is badass." Mm. Yeah, were you in the? Did you got to come down to be in the movie? Yeah, well, I wasn't in the movie. I I showed up for the day when uh, they were just shooting the scene between uh, Spence and and Cougar. Oh, at the um, at Hannah's at house. house. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah, yeah well, he got to be badass. in the scene where I was in on jail outfit. That's right, <laughs> oh, dude. I'm, Hector, I'm, I'm really Hector, excited. do you think you're, are you guilty? What, <laughs> <laughs> so what do you have to say to the family? What I kept saying that I wanted, like, uh, <laughs> it was like Otter Pops. Yeah, yeah, I, was yeah like, Otter Pops. I was like, yeah. I want my Otter Pops. I won't answer any questions until I get my Otter Pops. <laughs> I love how kind of Charles Bronson Mexican that name is for you too, Hector. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they name a little white guy Hector. <laughs> Hector Creech. Hector Creech. That's a cool yeah. ass name, though. It's yeah. It's creepy. Yeah. But Hector, I would rather go for like Henry Creech. Creech. Creech sounds oh, like. I think you're thinking of Jarvis Tetch. Jar- Jarvis yeah, Tetch, it's the Mad Hatter. Jarvis. <laughs> Jarvis. But that was fun. That was. I had a good time. Yeah, with really you guys. Cool. Creech and yeah, yeah. you did. That, that you're a cool regular. You you're a regular by. actor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Look at that. You, you got a cameo and everything. I don't know if you noticed, but my back. I deliberately made my back to the camera. Did you have to say something? That's called backting. Backting. Uh, Did you not, have a line? Well, I had a line <laughs> that was like, you could hear it, but I don't know if they're actually picking it up with the microphone. Oh, man. You were so. like, fry that motherfucker. See, there's, oh. a thing, there's a thing called backting, and then the day before, I invented a new type of acting because it was like, it was the school shooting scene, and you couldn't see my face, and all you saw was my legs walking, so I called it nacting, like me acting. <laughs> I was like, I'm nacting today. <laughs> like, all I got to do today is nacked. And my oh. knees were just killing it. They They broke a real leg. So, so, so if I put had so much gravitas. So if I put a GoPro on my penis, is that called pacting? It's called <laughs> in oh. high def. Yeah, pacting, sure. yeah. Pen- penile acting. I wish there was a better want... way to make the word penis stand out. I, I really don't want to see that movie. By the way, Brad, don't don't worry, it's not cacting. Made. There's no funding for it. Cacting, ball, uh, ball and cacting. Ball and cacting. <laughs> Brad, Brad. Speaking of films, you've been making what? Uh, what? What did you watch this week? Films I've been making. Films that I watched. Penis? I watched. No. What did your penis watch this week? My penis watched two you movies. Oh no! <laughs> it was there with me as I was watching these movies. Um. Uh. Okay. The first. Uh. I'll. T- okay. The first one I'll talk about is it's a disaster. I watched it because there's David Cross in it. And Wait, which one was? Oh, that's the one where they're. Uh, it's like a dinner party. It's and a then dinner the party. World ends outside. And then there's a nuclear blast. Uh, yeah. You later find out it's a dirty bomb that had nerve gas in it. Okay. Um, but anyway, it's. I feel like I didn't need that much information in a movie like that. But you don't because most of the movie is the dinner party and uh, it's just like the whole nuclear thing is this just this backdrop to all this humor yeah. between these six people, um, th- three couples and. Uh, it pretty much only takes place within the house that they're having the party at. Yeah. So it's almost like a play. 
Yeah. Um, but the, I had a great time with it. The writing was really funny, um, and very unusual. Um, didn't go to places I, I would expect. Um, and that's where the, where the real strength of it is is in the writing itself. Um, yeah, I, I loved that trailer. I can't remember a lot of the lines from it because it's you know just kind of goes by so fast. But yeah, the whole bomb going off is just like this catalyst for what these three couples go through and like their little secrets that are revealed between them. Yeah. Um, so where did you see it? Where is it? See Film Center. Oh, okay. We can watch the Aviation Cocktail this week from our guests from last week. Love me some Dave. Don't yes. get too excited, you guys. Dave, Dave Higgins was on set on the <laughs> He was there too. That's right. He dressed in a wine shirt that came all goofy. He's <laughs> he, the man. He, he was dressed like Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> yeah. He's so funny. So it's a disaster. I recommend it. Um, then the other movie I watched a few hours later was Upstream Color. No, oh, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Why am I an asshole? Why didn't you tell me you were going to go see Upstream Color? I would have... Because it was Scorched like Earth nine o'clock and it was he snowing was out. Theater hopping. Yeah, it was theater hopping. <laughs> oh, did you not pay so for it? Felt that you paid. No, no, I paid for it. Oh, okay. All yeah, because right. I want the ticket. I gotta have the ticket yeah, for my yeah, reminder. Yeah. You just winked, folks. He All right, was, well, was <laughs> we should. Uh, yeah, we should get to the point where. Um, what is Upstream Color and w- w- how good is it? Good question. I saw the movie. I don't know fucking what it is. <laughs> It is so okay. So it's beautifully shot. It's gorgeous to look at, and the sound design is amazing. It has all these weird uh, textures to the sound, um, but the plot I can't follow it. It was so bizarre. Uh, I can huh. tell you exactly what happened on screen that I saw, but I don't know what the subtext for any of it is. Um, so, wow. and uh, I have to concede that you I fell, fell asleep, asleep <laughs> for. <laughs> What I think was only a minute, but it was enough to throw me off to where I awoke. Did I miss the part where they explained everything really quickly? Like Tim Curry came on and was like, so this is what's going on, everybody. And then like you woke up right when Tim Curry left, and that's why you were so lost. I don't know if there are any opening credits. I just woke up at these two kids putting a mealworm into... Um, Oh, you fell asleep right, like right at the beginning. Right at the beginning, like I was watching the previews, and they oh, were going right. on forever. And yeah. they were the same previews I saw in "It's a Disaster," right, so I was right, bored. Right. And then, yeah, so I woke up, and these kids were putting this mealworm, like feeding this mealworm to this other kid, and the kid uh, like lost his mind. And then this other guy, who ends up being like one of the, the second main character of the story, witnesses this, and then he gets his own mealworm, and then he tracks down this girl and gives uh, gives her a mealworm. Gives her a mealworm. Um, like attacks her, kidnaps her, and then convinces her that the mealworm has mind control powers. What? To where like you can convince people to do stuff for you. I almost don't want you to keep talking. It's like Doctor Savannah from Captain Marvel. That was a jump. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Uh, So yeah, he um, kidnaps her, goes back to her place, makes him makes he makes her sign over all her assets and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah. like pain and gain. If you had a mealworm that had my control powers. Wasn't that in pain? Um, yeah, so signs over all her stuff and then uh, bankrupts her. Uh, then she w- she finally snaps out of it and then you find out that like three months went by this whole time. So she goes to her job. She's obviously fired. She comes home. Her life's destroyed. She moves away. She gets a job at a printing place, and then don't tell me the whole movie. I still want to see this movie. <laughs> okay, is she, that weird she, enough she, for she, you? Because it gets yeah. better. Kinkos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, because uh, and me. Hold on. I gotta add this before we end it, though. There's this guy throughout all this thing. It's cutting back and forth between this pig farmer, 
And uh, at one point while she's in her trance, uh, she goes out to this field in the dark and the mealworm has created like these mealworm extensions within her. What the So fuck? the pig farmer extracts these movies. huge long worms out of her and then they get inserted, transplanted into the pig and then the pig is like stamped with an ear thing and then you get the pig gets sent into this pen and throughout the rest of the movie it's like coming back and forth between uh, we, we, like each person that is in the story like in real life has a pig representative representative of them in the pen what and a pig a, avatar a pig avatar exactly pig good job a pig avatar pig avatar purgatory and what so the hell? I, I the only subtext i got was that maybe that pig farmer is supposed to represent like god in that world and so everything he's doing to the pigs uh, is like relating to how but, they control their lives are you sure you didn't just see wrong again <laughs> because that's wrong was what, like this is more fun what you're to watch describing does not sound to me like the follow-up to primer it sounds like you fell asleep and had a dream and just told us about <laughs> your dream yeah. like, which is what yeah. you did last i week. didn't see the movie at all i just yeah i'm reciting my dream. oh shoot no we, we we accidentally deleted that episode didn't we where you did, where you told the story of all the times yeah. you fell asleep we kind of re- recapped it but it wasn't okay. as entertaining fall as the first time we did it a lot. no he doesn't but last week just he did lately. it twice yeah. i do all the time did it again yeah i did tonight a little bit <laughs> oh then you must have missed all the great parts no i only missed the, i only missed the part when they were windexing the face i woke up and i was like oh i'm not missing anything <laughs> <laughs> and i went back for a little bit um, well, that might be a good segue into our uh, feature tonight, but we got to do something else first. We do. Matt, you make movies. I, we, I do. Yeah, I do. Did you make one recently? I, we just just got done doing Picture Lock, following up the movie Five Steps, Tell which them. is my uh, thesis film. It's the story of Ross, played by Spencer Kane here. Yeah. And it's a story of broken heart drug dealer. You know that basic feeling when you get dumped and you have to go to work? Which is like the worst thing that ever happened to anyone is like you get dumped, you have to go to work. Yeah. Now the worst thing, I think I'm pretty sure like <laughs> yeah. testicular cancer yeah. might be yeah. up there. Yeah, there are worse things. You're but right. in the moment, that probably yeah. is pretty horrible. And then you well, 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 like when you've just gotten dumped, the worst thing is having to go to work. It's having to go to work exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just want to stay home and sulk. But yeah, you just want to eat ice cream and watch the Aviator four more times. <laughs> <laughs> Aviator? That's what I did in my breakup. <laughs> I just I just watched <laughs> Aviator on repeat. It's so it. long. Yeah. It really, breaking up with you really makes me want to pee in jars. And it wash makes my hands. makes the time go by really fast if you're watching the Aviator over and over. Interesting coincidence. I fell asleep during the Aviator. <laughs> oh man, it's, I, I love the I, I love the Aviator. I, I like the Aviator, but I understand you falling asleep during. <laughs> I don't know why I have such a weird connection to the Aviator. I love that film. I can watch it over and over. I watch it over and over. Because you come here like Howard Hughes. That's why. Thank, I think I wanted. Be Howard Hughes secretly, <laughs> <laughs> except for I clip my nails. Yeah, an uh, aviator Howard Hughes, not a rocketeer Howard Hughes. Yeah, I want to be. I want to be. The, I want to be the early Howard Hughes spending millions of dollars on a movie. Not Howard Hughes, played by uh, Terry O'Quinn. Terry O'Quinn from yeah. Lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, we made five steps. So you get you get dumped and you go to work, and the story five says if the guy's job is a uh, drug dealer, coke dealer that owes a lot of money to this Croatian guy. Named Samson, played by uh, Ivan Pavletic. Oh, dude, Croatian we totally, fame. We interviewed him at uh, at Starfest last week. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. No he's, way. he's yeah. awesome, isn't he? He's a, he's yeah, a he's really man. Oh, dude, and he's one where like you talk to him and he will just go. It's, it's, you know, and the next thing you know, he's telling you about like the 
you know, the independence war and you're like, holy I shit. Was, you he was the in the Croatian life. war. I know. I know. He yeah. told us about well, it. Well, he told me a story. Great. I'm not sure if this is his story or if it's a story he made up. And this is kind of like the character he put in his five steps when he played this character. But I'm not sure if this is him or if this is his character, but someone was uh, running a bar and uh, was got accused of paying off. He was running a bar that would specialize in FIFA match bettings. Like they go to this bar and they put like, I need, I want to put $500 on Croatia for winning this next match. Yeah. And uh, the Italians, some Italian people got mad because they thought that who either Samson or Ivan, whoever was paying the, uh, paying the referees to call the games in their favor to win some money. So that someone had to escape to America and hang out for a while. And I'm not sure if that, because I heard that story. Ivan and, was telling me that and I'm not sure if he was like that's my character story or if that's my story because it's a different time <laughs> and I was like that's intense man that's a that's a really crazy story yeah oh he's really cool yeah but uh, anyway so he's he's he the plays movie. the bad guy and uh, Spitzer's character Ross goes through the five steps of lost and regret so hey, there's like five pivotal scenes and each scene is a uh, another step yeah denial anger bartering depression then acceptance and it's he kind of goes over that overarching uh whole story it's the very end you can probably check it out at uh, it'll be at the emerging filmmakers project in the end of may it's the last tuesday in may it's going to be the last thursday in may over at the open screen night at the oriental theater so it's, you, you switch those the ifps are on thursdays uh, and the open screen nights are tuesdays i, I flipped those yeah. up it's uh i had them written nice. down too thank you it's the th- i messed up it's the third Thursday, third Thursday of uh, May, it'll be playing, and the the last Tuesday in the month, it'll be playing at Open Screen Night, and I'm hosting that uh, show, so it's gonna be a big one. Oh, you you judge? I'm, I'm and I'm the host. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna be slinging on the mic all night. Oh man, stepping in for uh, Nate and Benjamin. Yeah, they want me to do it for this one. Awesome. I think they want a night off or something. <laughs> really? Off. Well, they've been doing it for like a year straight. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then, so Spencer and I are probably gonna run up and. Screaming in the microphone for a while. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll help you out on that. Because <laughs> I'll be like, oh, shaking up there. <laughs> last week of May, huh? Mm-hmm. I'll the bring my guitar. They Tuesday won't even know it in May. Is that when... Uh, so you'll come out for their thing, but you won't ever come out for my stuff? No, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> we can make that date. We, we can do Again, I'm saying there. you can finally make no, it out for... with our thing, what we's making. Oh, yeah. We can make oh, that I, date. I, I hope, yeah, I plan on that, but oh, back man. to their stuff because right. that's what's right. important. So there's some there's some co- cahootsing going on Competition here. Over here. So tell us, how did you come up with five steps? Like, what's the inspiration for this? Oh, I got dumped, and uh, <laughs> I had to go through that, and I had to go to work. <laughs> and sling drugs. <laughs> so and he was like, so you were at work, shitty. and you started writing? I was, I was kind of like, I've always been interested in that, that thought of the five steps of loss and regret. And when I got dumped, I not dumped, when I went through a breakup, as you can say, it was very mutual in the long run. Uh, you, I was overanalyzing. I mean, like I'm in denial because I was writing this movie and I was like overthinking everything. And uh, a lot of the this dialogue in the movie is like real, real like voicemails that I have, especially for the beginning fight breakup scene. I, it's like a a voicemail that I kind of have. And then uh, like did you get, did you end up watching it? Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was kind of uh, just it's a crazy story. It kind of goes different places all along. But I wanted to see what it was like to have this character embody each of these steps and go through denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and then finally acceptance, but in a very organic way. That's why I decided to have the words in the actual 
background, like denial will be actually spray painted in the background, and you go, oh, that's we're in, we're coming up on denial, or anger's in actual the scene, and we're coming up on anger. Instead of cutting away to a black screen and like forcing it down someone's throat, I'm gonna do it in a way where it's like, oh, okay, I'm supposed to be watching this. Like I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be. This is now anger. More of like you figure it out, so the audience feels like they're smart instead of like me giving it to them. I want them to be, they like they come away thinking that they figured it out themselves. Was that kind of why I have that trick? And it'll also be playing. Uh, it'll probably be at the student show May 9th at uh, Harkins Theater at seven o'clock. That's the Colorado Film School student show, and you never really know if it's going to be in there until you show up. Like if uh, that's like kind of how thing about that show like everyone submits their project like the 500 projects that are made at Colorado Film School will be submitted you never know until you show up that night and it's very it's almost like the meanest thing anyone that's kind of embarrassing do. like if you inv- invite your family oh, to yeah. come over and then oh, oh yeah. yeah oh thanks for wasting our time son there's it's like there's there's like seven there's seven smiles and then maybe 500 people with sad stern faces all night and, and everyone ends up hating the whoever's smiling that night. Like, I'm, I fucking hate that guy. Why I have a me? pretty good track record at the place, I'm going to say. I brought, <laughs> like, I told my folks to come. I'm like, yeah, just come on down. And there turned out to be, like, two of my films in it. like, nice. <laughs> well, I, I always get the insider tip. I always, like, play the politics enough where I can <laughs> well, ask the right teacher. Like, who am I in? Dude, tell me if I should invite anybody. Will Spencer. this uh, 20 help me out? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right. Yeah, slip them with something underneath. Like a, <laughs> That's a good thing. Man. Spencer in eighty percent. Teachers of don't get anyway, paid a lot, so, so like, uh, the numbers just work out that most of the time you're going to be in a couple of movies. <laughs> you're a you powerhouse. Know. Yeah, I'd, I'd if I can try. just get into every Lon film. Cheney of the Colorado Film School. I'll take it. That's <laughs> yeah. so. That's so cool. Lon Cheney. Not Lon Cheney Jr. Just Lon Cheney. Like, nope, that's fine. <laughs> well, we, we we wrote it in. Uh, I was writing it since uh, August. We sh- we shot a uh, trailer in October. And uh, raised $1,500 for that. And then applied that to the movie with some of the other money we've been raising ourselves in the meantime. And uh, shot it the last two weekends in January and have it cut now and ready for the general public to enjoy. Very cool. And it, it stars uh, Spencer, uh, Adam Kate and Holland from The Grawlicks, and uh, Andrew Overdahl from The Grawlicks as well. Um, Cougar Littlefield, Heath Hine. Ivan, uh, Ivan Pivolithic. You remember Ivan from the Boy Who's Terrorist? He was uh, one of those reporters. Uh, is the That's one right. that showed yeah. up. He's like, like, did when he showed up? Did uh, Zach just like redo the shoot so like he could have him in? Because I thought we already shot most of those reporters. I think so. I think he showed up. He showed up a little later than he was supposed yeah. to. Yeah. And then uh, Zach was just like that one and say, uh, you got to go home since we already shot everything. So just threw him in just the do, very just back. Just do the scene again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it worked. Yeah, that's yeah, what worked. I would do. I think we got, it <laughs> yeah, was I don't much think he's, better for it. He um, has, I saw some of the dailies. He has an incredible sense of just being in the right frame at the right <laughs> time. Like there's like a scene between you and like. I haven't seen any of the dailies. Guards. Oh, okay. Well, they look good. You and two guards and then Ivan just like. He's like, like, right in between them, like excuse me, uh, the statement, please, Hector. That's cool. You seen the dailies? Do I look awkward? Yeah, does it look good? No, well, the the dailies that I saw was just one clip of Maddie and the two guards, and then Ivan, bip, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, was, leather wrench. I want to <laughs> say the guards had to hold my my uh, my arms all day, 
Well, and they had those are the two men's with the softest hands. <laughs> <laughs> like I even told them before I was left, I was like, "You guys had the softest hands I've ever felt." Because they had to hold my bicep and lead me around this courthouse, and I was like, "Man, you guys, I could have had some real rough, calloused gentlemen, but you, you guys have some palms of baby angels." Like it literally, Prince like, called me in an actor. It's lubricant, yeah, because you don't work hard at all. Like the Icelandic fisherman from the uh, lotion commercials. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they all yeah. should. Get a nice Luberderm endorsement someday for the work they've done for them. Hector's like, man, prison's not going to be so bad. <laughs> if there's all this moisture everywhere, I think I'm going to like this climate. Uh, so what was the most challenging aspect of filming Five Steps? Like, what did you have the most trouble with? Uh, this is the movie I had the most characters in, so the... Scheduling? Yeah, juggling everyone in, but that was kind of like... We had so much pre-production, we did so much pre-production, all kind of fell into place at the last minute. The hardest part was... Uh, yeah, our producer Jimmy Marshall, she's awesome. She she just knocked out of the park. So we everything just fell into place. The only hard part was just this one clown shoes guy that uh oh, Yeah, this guy so just douche, so, fuck. We were trying to light a scene in the alleyway and we were plugging into a power that we had permission to plug into and this guy comes out of nowhere and is like, "You can't plug in." Just like having just a big old fight trying to Kick us out from shooting on the saying art district sh- of of Santa Fe. On the art district, he's saying shit like, "I'm from Hollywood, and this is not this is not a Hollywood production." We're like, "Fuck yeah!" Like we were, someone was about ready to punch this guy. Right, in the like face. we have a filming permit right here, bro. Yeah, like I, I I held the permit from my dick. I was like, "Look at this! Like we have this here. Get the hell away from us!" Like we almost like we almost had a all out gang war with this guy. It was, and then the the, the owner of that place came. It was like, fuck, he's like, fuck, I hate that guy. Yeah, yeah that guy. Right there. <laughs> So that was the hardest part was this one ass clown. <laughs> That's <laughs> such a... to be the verifying. I'm just like, well, the person actually talked to all these people. I do you remember you waving a permit from your penis. I do you remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was sickly during that shoot. I was so sick. Yeah, yeah you're, dude, you're, I was yeah. I was trash, man. I was like, Ugh. That's why in some of the takes my voice like got all dry. It was. I'm sure you've noticed that. I mean, we we kept good timelines. We always kind of had a lot of good momentum. That was one of the few times where any but anything in the environment provided like an actual hiccup. The, yeah. Somebody wanting to shut down an element of what we were doing. And I mean, you know, it was a busy area. There's traffic deals and stuff like that. But it was the only element that was ever actively against us. Yeah, we were always worried about getting kicked out of some place or having something go on. And like for the second weekend, the last like little bit. This dude comes out of nowhere and just wants to, yeah, he pooped his pants in the morning and wanted to fight with somebody. Like, I'm not sure. So I hope he's listening to this because I hope you die a fiery death. For, I just hope he knows he's a ball gazer. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, no, like, he, he stopped listening like an hour and a half ago. He's like, my mom died in a dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. And the worst part was, is like, when we started getting, we, we had like a, our buddy Dwayne is a big old black guy, kind of guy stood up behind us and got in his face, like, <laughs> and uh, to to retaliate, this guy went and got his like friend with frosted tips and like <laughs> wearing nothing but a puffy vest with no shirt, like the most flamboyant looking dude to like help intimidate us. Like, see my friend, uh, my friend Hector. That's the real Hector Creech we saw, like the <laughs> guy with <laughs> the frosted tips there to intimidate us, yeah, just staring at you. Oh man, that, yeah. The only rough part was that, but. Everything kind of just fell into place. We we shot and shot and shot and got like so much coverage. And my actors, I want to apologize to Cougar Littlefield and Ethan for <laughs> listening to this because they're a little upset with me because I just let them play and do whatever they wanted. Like we just would film and then I I had to cut it because it wasn't part of the story. But like we <laughs> oh. got we have so much good footage of them 
like kind of like a kind of a sad message from Cougar <laughs> asking for footage for his reel. He's like, because I'm not in it. And I'm like, I'm sorry. It's it's a good movie, right? It could be, <laughs> yeah. it could be bonus features on the DVD. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just, just just cut it all into a different movie. Well, there was this whole thing where Cougar had his eye stabbed, and uh, like his uh, the car wreck, and a uh, switchblade went through his eye and everything, and that you just don't see that. <laughs> and you, you can see him waving around a knife, and then, like one scene you can see like a big old bloody mess. Like he went through makeup and couldn't see for like four hours, like completely blind with an eye patch and then a, a prosthetic gel with a big old knife in his eye on this eye so couldn't see for like hours and then i cut it <laughs> no i didn't mean oh, to man. i didn't mean to it just didn't work it just slowed down the you story an alternate yeah. like 40 minute take, i have a, yeah. minute i have cut. like Director's a 19 cut. 20 minute cut that has like everyone's improv in it but it doesn't even come close to how solid that like 15 minute cut is yeah so the final feature is only 15 yeah the, the one that you saw is going to be like about the fi- is the final we added in like we tweaking that car wreck a little bit try to find the perfect way if we're showing it around but that's about it what you saw did you get to see it yet i have no i haven't we'll forward it but he's got it yeah yeah i'll watch it but uh it's it's pretty tight now so we're gonna try to shop that to all the colorado festivals so you go to uh our indiegogo site indiegogo.com backslash five steps or even our facebook go to our facebook is facebook backslash five steps film and my twitter at five steps film and you can find out when uh the movie's playing here in Denver because we're just going to submit it to like every Denver film festival possible because we have Denver celebrities, Denver backdrop. It's very Denver oriented, like art film. So we're going to just play it and play it and play it and see if anyone will take it, which they more than likely will because we got a lot of familiar faces in it and just just very show cool. it as much as possible throughout Denver. We'll definitely go to like we heard uh, recommendation that we should go to Slam Dance with it and uh, stuff like that. So we're going to try to submit it out, but definitely. Everywhere in Denver that's a film festival, you can probably find it. That's awesome. We're going to flood the market. You're going to be sick of five steps when we're done with it. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing I'll have another film by then. I have. I want to make this one a boy band movie. The next one I'm making, I think, is my boy band feature. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, excited just for a, that. It's just a speculation that's called Kill the Music about a boy band whose manager gets shot, and they go figure out who, or manager gets killed, and they figure out who did it, like a mystery thing, but they're so, like, uh, Prima Donna. <laughs> it takes a while because they got to pick out the best shoes that match their bulletproof vest before they go out and solve the crime type of stuff. I bet you can get Joey Fatone to be in it because he's in everything. He was in Jersey Shore Shark Attack, so he'll oh, probably be man. in any movie at this point. That would be awesome because I want to yeah. do a. I want to make it really because Justin Bieber like got his monkey seized by German customs and like the One Direction trailer for the One Direction 3D is like they're them crying on the phone their moms and I like yeah. want to make that comedy <laughs> yeah, yeah. so bad. Holy shit. <laughs> it's, it's like shooting fish in a barrel yeah, making just, fun of these people. These man. boy bands. I'm definitely going to get frosted tips. I'm going to cut this like a little shorter and frost <laughs> yeah. my tips because I'm going to be like the all natural like try and go herbal type of character. Like, <laughs> Did you see that picture of Justin Bieber in a designer ski mask? Like what? Like he's like he's walking into some place and he's He's in. Uh, he's got no a, shirt. He's got a designer ski mask. Ski mask. Yeah, he's got a <laughs> no, no, no. He's wearing clothes and stuff, but he's got like a ski mask over his whole face, Versace. and then like a hat on top of it. It's ridiculous. He probably doesn't want to get seen, but if you wear the most gaudiest ski mask, <laughs> there, yeah. people are gonna know who the hell it is. Let's see yeah. This. Oh yeah. man. Oh, where's the picture? Here we go. Is it right here? here? <laughs> this Coco Chanel. Yeah, I mean that's that's the one. He's yeah, wearing yeah, the it's Chanel. Coco Chanel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to find the good picture. This is the ones with right him in a gas uh, mask. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Here he is <laughs> going into a, a place. Wearing a fedora. Got, on got a hat on. But it's like on the back of his head, like a skull cap. He's wearing it. Like yeah. Goofiest little bird 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then and then what's even worse is that his 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 bodyguard here is wearing a a, a unisuit. A, yeah, it's one big sweatsuit that's all one piece it's with like, like a double Reverend zipper Run. in front. <laughs> look, look, look! It's like a it's like a jumpsuit sweatsuit. These people are ridiculous. So you I should wa- make the I shit make, fun out I of them. I want to make the f- make fun of these people. Yeah, really no, bad. No, my next. No, I don't really know bad. why he was robbing us, but uh, it looked <laughs> like he had a lot of money. Yeah, he was doing a lot of coke. You think Is that's he doing what he coke said? yet? I, he should be doing coke. I heard he, that he got busted for drugs. Did he? They Good caught. For they, him. they caught his tour bus, and they found. Oh, some, right. I don't know if it was just weed or. Yeah. And then oh, girls no. started slashing their wrists. He's got money. Yeah. he's got well, money. He, needs he to went into a deep depression because he was dating uh, Selena Gomez, Gomez, and Gucci Man nailed her on Spring Breakers set. The oh, rumor man. goes. Oh fuck yeah, he, dude! The little Selena Gomez got a big old case of the Gucci Man. So they can't even <laughs> compare it to Bieber. So he went through his. This isn't fair. And then, and then to recover, he went and. Uh, you know, paid a life-changing visit to the Anne Frank house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, what a dumbass. <laughs> oh, my God. He took Will Smith's I mean, 14-year-old son to a nightclub and got kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, that's also the scene. It's like me and Spencer and another character. And we bring in, like, our, like, we, a, we still do, like, a little brother foundation. Yeah. And we try to take our little brothers to the strip club. <laughs> that's the to, scene that I was... How much liquor has you given those boys? Like, well, enough to get into the club, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> In like uh, a, the the daughter of the manager takes over, and we're all trying to get with her, and she like just hates the shit out of us <laughs> so bad. <laughs> it's like Zoolander. If it was Zoolander, it was three people instead of male modeling. It was boy band. That's like my. I like it. That's my uh, pitch. No, I, I kill the music so coming. And we play it early May four, twenty fourteen. Well, well, then you're not a boy band. No, we, no, don't, we don't play instruments. We don't. Okay. You in real life. I want, like, I want to write could, some music for yeah, it. Yeah, you can make the music to play in the background, but you can't admit that you made it. Oh, nasty. Yeah. That's the whole point. So sweet. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, you're the guy who plays instruments, and you're, you get like paired with us. That's the kind of story. But, well, they'll be like, dude, you gotta, you gotta, you can't play your instrument. Like, what, dude? What am I supposed <laughs> to stand there? <laughs> it's like, what, are we gonna dance? What, what do I have in my hands? You? We have a really intense dance choreography before you. You gotta just do it. Yeah, it's like, uh, oh, at least I have a microphone for my hands. No, 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 we're wearing headsets. <laughs> it's the wave of the future. Headsets with like little gossamer thin oh, yeah. mouthpieces. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Tiny, tiny, yeah. all the way with a big old dick thing. Right it's there. like this thing, <laughs> the red mic thing. <laughs> and our songs would be like, this is the only song I have so far. Is uh, I don't know the name of our group. I think I want to make a BFF. And go, <laughs> put your best foot forward. We're BFFs. <laughs> That's like their main, <laughs> their big song that everyone likes. Like, it's like our pictures, like with BFF on the wall. It's like in every girl's bedroom. You guys have like pigtails and everything, and you're like just sitting on the bed, like laying with. Your, oh, I was even thinking about having like little, like little itty bitty braids, like, yeah. <laughs> like, all, like the ones that stick up. That's my character. I'm just outlandish. I'm kind of like a, a Rasta man. High school, want to be yogi. That's like do yoga and acupuncture and like and like be so fake, so fake progressive is my character. <laughs> oh, that sounds man. awesome. That's the next and you're list. still writing that? Yeah, that's what I'm working on now. I'm looking. We got someone says they're really interested, but someone always says they're really interested in giving me money for something. And <laughs> <laughs> when the time yeah. comes, yeah. it shits away. But I said nothing <laughs> of the sort. I'm looking forward to uh, just at least writing this one now that school's done. I have I've just been cooking for so long. I started off a TV show, and then one weekend I just like 
wrote down the whole outline for a feature, and I was like, we got to make this into a feature. It'd be way more. It'd be way better. I just want to let you know the whole the whole note about you people dropping in with money. I've been just just sending you post dated checks uh, <laughs> for 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 the for the future. <laughs> bueno plays our roadie who has the best singing voice, and he's the one who ends up spoiler alert no, being. No, no, oh man. <laughs> That, uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> what a tease. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, don't give us all the parts. I'm just saying. We'll make the it movie. turns out he's the best singer out of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, like you'll have like a scene where we're like, all right, set up some stuff. We leave, and he's just like, oh, so <laughs> like singing to himself as he's like putting together a drum set in the background. He's got like an opera voice. Just way better than all of us mm-hmm. in the background. Nice. nice. So now you now you're done with school. What are you gonna do? I'm just um, gonna I'm gonna try to write this. Kill the music or write something. Uh, we got another script in the works. Of, Just hang out, play Nintendo. Yeah, call the <laughs> call Wash Park, and it's like a <laughs> eight vignette chronicles about like uh, this these different kind of philosophy philosophy talks going on at Wash Park that all kind of tie in together. Your hips it's are like nonsense, my friend. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> I know, it, but kinda, but that shit's that. You'll never go hungry. It's of. like uh, the people who are playing tennis and having conversations. People are fishing balls out of the the lake and having conversations about capitalism. And then uh, people are walking their dog. The difference yeah. between uh, uh, I want to fuck you and I want to fuck you up and like that kind of conversation and like all these kind of different vignettes, all directed by different Denver directors, all about Wash Park because. I tripped mushrooms at Wash Park like last year. Bueno and I did. Thank you for implicating me. And, <laughs> and over the course if of he that, goes down, you go down with him. <laughs> or over the course of that day, as we got progressively higher, we met and formulated the, the biggest park party. Like we met these people. We, we were we park these, wizards. We, we for a couple com- of we, hours. We like, combined a park for the ultimate. Well, like people right. are, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the, here, here's talking to trees were. doesn't really constitute Dude, we meeting people. We played in the water. We <laughs> played in the water for so no, long. Because oh. I was going to tell you a water story. Yeah, we're going to get rubella that way. But like, <laughs> here are the players. There's a couple of like culinary students who got a barbecue going. Their friends, who one included was like an imp tumbler who would just jump the barbecue grill and he was flipping do around. random tricks. The best part was that in the beginning, he just came around and he was pissed at somebody at the Because they didn't barbecue. want him at the party. Yeah. They tried so to kick him out. He just skated around in circles doing angry kickflips while like, they're <laughs> grilling meat and shit. Yeah, we met the characters from the, the movie Kids. Have you ever <laughs> seen Kids? It's also written by Harmony Corinne, directed by Larry Clark, about New York inner city youth. Uh, and Chloe Vendez is in it too and it's basically the story where she's gotta go tell the guy that she's got AIDS before he gives it to everyone in New York and uh, <laughs> everyone <laughs> which is already everybody gets light AIDS. material actually that's Rent really that's exactly zero story yeah that's that's, exactly. the, that's the exact plot of Rent actually exactly <laughs> but uh, we went to this, like yeah, the park we, we like uh, someone asked us for a bottle opener and we're like sitting at a table just giggling at each other <laughs> and Bueno happens to have a, a bottle opener so that combined us to this party and we talked to this party and they came over and then someone knew someone from another party over there and like we turn around and like at the moment that we were like kind of peeking. We just got done talking about this like naked girl whose topless girl was sunbathing in the clearing. This proverbial clearing we kept. <laughs> this across the river is the clearing, guys. Look how great the clearing is. <laughs> this this fucking metaphor for for the futures that we all would like to have. This glistening woman doing yoga in front of the sun. <laughs> someone was someone was walking a turtle in the park. <laughs> like it was the nuttiest. And then we turn around and from like the distance these. Three guys with a boombox just blasting. They all have forties. Just come and slam the boombox down. And it's like the party had started, and, and like there's this whole wash park party just got slammed together. 
and we were all on mushrooms. We're like, we got to get out of here. Like, this is too many people now. At least I think all these <laughs> things might, they might notice us. I feel yeah. bad that we united this. And some girl had like this, there's all these little porn star girls that have dogs named Ludacris and stuff like that walking <laughs> around. It was nuts. So nuts. I still have the Dude, guys. There's always someone walking a turtle, though. This you son of a bitch! You Instagram the uh, peeking peeking on hallucinogens just kind of happened to just tell us. All right, man, I go to the the portageon, just all high as all can get out. I hate the fact I'm saying this publicly, but and I just find what's the worst possible image. Just the worst possible. I, I come back to him and I tell him if there's anything in the universe that if you please wouldn't Instagram. <laughs> It is this one thing because I round the corner to the porta potty and there's just a muddy, weathered pair of child's underoos <laughs> abandoned oh. next to the front of a porta potty. <laughs> Mind you, I just got an iPhone and just got Instagram, so I was like on a spree and Bueno kept going like, "Matthew, what are you doing? Stop trying to capture life and start living it!" Like this mushroom, <laughs> mushroom rant of like, "You need to be free with the people." Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the most sincerest thing you've ever said to me. It's, it's, Matt, what are you doing? Stop trying to capture life and start yeah, living it. <laughs> Put down your pocket robot and enjoy life. Uh, and like, yeah, he came down and he's like, please, whatever you do. Oh, I do. I popped right on that day. Uh, he's like, please, whatever you do, do not, do not, do not go Instagram. What's over the, <laughs> but so this is the guy who's doing flips over the barbecue. I took this picture earlier in the day. That guy's flipping over a barbecue. And he's real. See, I uh, I kept expecting that, you know, none of these people were real and you were imagining them <laughs> no. all. No. But no, this is real. This is real. Like, like, we this didn't is take photographic that much em- evidence. Like a, it's also coached enough to actually take fucking photos, which yeah. is fairly impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We and it's in focus. We weren't tripping hardcore, but we were enough. Here's yeah. the pictures of the underwear. I'm glad I'm glad you brought up the water thing because I was going to tell you that my mom has a story about a time where she was there. God damn, that's so gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, that she I don't want to break down the show, but I'm pretty sure guy, that kid's gone. There was a guy who, yeah, yeah. no, no, that kid's, <laughs> that kid's been kidnapped and raped in that porta john. There was a guy who was paddleboarding on the water there, which is just the worst idea. Like that water is so gross. Well, like that's why the fact that you were playing it's it a, is it's just a clean disgusting. stream. We were in the runoff. Yeah. Uh huh. Because <laughs> um, like paddleboarding, eventually you're gonna fall. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. like you're just tempting. You're fate, asking for it. You know, standing in the middle of this just gross, stagnant water oh. filled with goose poop. I remember the worst part of the day was Bueno was like, at first he didn't want to do him because he's like, I don't have sunglasses. My eyes are gonna get hurt when the because <laughs> we're going to the park and I want some sunglasses. So we go up to. Uh, 7-Eleven, oh, and I, I bought those HD glasses. I didn't oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I the ones that make some HD, HD glasses. Yeah. The that old Chinese ladies wear to the videos. Like, <laughs> yeah. And everything was red, and I, got, and I started like getting into tripping when it was red, and so I couldn't take them off because that was what the world was to me. <laughs> like, the sky was brown because the clouds were up there, and so seeing white clouds through those yellow things made the sky look brown and it looked like the apocalypse was happening and I was like I was like I can't take these glasses off they're showing the real they're showing the truth like like I couldn't for nine ninety nine, I can see the real world you guys we, don't even know and then I gave I got boy some little flip up glasses I, I kept having to take those things away from me too because like you can't spend like you can't spend your life in the shadow world on, on mushrooms it was it was really horrible it was like I put them on and I heard nothing but the sound of like nails on chalkboards and 
visions of tearing meat and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> was, they're so awful. Oh, man. That's good. Yeah, I don't think I have them on that picture, but <laughs> I had to take them off after the middle of the day because it was just like weird. <laughs> I was like, everything is red. Everything is evil. Like, it, just, it was bad. So we can look forward to a, a film TV version of that. And that was, actually, that was right. I think that experience was kind of the beginning of the five steps. Journey. I'm glad we went there because that was like kind of right after everything happened. Right when I was like, I want to write a movie about this. I don't know what to do. We did this. We talked about how kind of the party going and the whole kind of got to talk like we were really philosophizing about. <laughs> that's not even a word about stuff yes, like it that. Is. When you're high, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And we kind of came up with like the whole acceptance and five steps, like what it is to move on to five steps. And that's where the seed was planted to kind of get this. And then I finished up Brussels Mushrooms by myself. And I racked myself on my bike, and I really hurt. <laughs> like, I, like I didn't, I didn't feel it, but I felt like you know that sound when you drive underneath like an electrical station. It's like, <laughs> like I racked myself, and I felt, I heard that noise. I was like, this is gonna hurt, isn't it? And I like, walked my bike home, just like, you know, I don't know about this one. I had to go on a bike ride because I forgot to open up the back gate for the mowers to come in at my aunt's house, and I was sitting in the backyard, freshly on those mushrooms, and the grass just started growing. I was like, oh, I got. It's a jungle back here. I got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> I just want to. We can't you know, stop here. This is bad country. One little fact, which is that you've ruined my chances of being in the FBI now, my friend. Oh yeah, yeah. No, this is all on the internet now. I was about to say you didn't. You didn't bother calling me up. What? You guys have these rooms over there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, I feel bad. What am I, job yeah. live there? They even that, had leftovers, and he actually, finished them that's, himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's next to Spencer. Don't worry. Just like, well, I could call Spencer. Or I could stand here on my front lawn and just eat them all we, under we really the red want to do sky. Him again because Bueno has to write his. Uh, he's the best man for his brother's wedding, and he says oh, no. he can't write a speech unless he writes it on uh, mushrooms. <laughs> like he can't write a best man speech unless it's on mushrooms. I have some help for you. Find the uh, maid of honor and ask her how long her speech is going to go, and if you can like warm up to her, you can convince her to make hers short, and then yours can be short. That's what I did. Well, uh, <laughs> what a. <laughs> But yeah. my whole bend is simply the fact, I, you know, I, I do I do stand up on occasion and stuff like that. It's like I, it's it's an expectation. It's like I got to do something. Ah, yeah. yeah. So hopefully it won't be just awful and abysmal. So, so stage fright isn't too much of a concern for you. I'm not worried about being up. I'm yeah. just worried about actually having something that hits. Something just like meaningful yeah, to say about the matter. Yeah, I love my brother very much, and I'm very happy for him, and I hope his life goes well, and I <laughs> hope I can start that whole process off with a little bit of a emotional openness and stuff which i'm not good at so well but there you go see now here's what you do you you go up there with a with a big boom box mm. <laughs> just boom, in your eyes hit, <laughs> you know, hit, hit play real nerds podcast and then you just let what you just say go through the speakers <laughs> and be like oh okay he, he really loves his brother and he he you know hopes that things are good so and like, he thanks, wishes he man. could say things that were do nice you, do you want to rehearse it like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like if, if you had a if you had to wing it right now in the 30 seconds Give us the overarching message that you want to say to your brother, like just your flat out thirty second pitch on your brother's best man speech. I'm sorry, I knocked our mother into that dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> we never had a dishwasher. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so it's like we were the dishwashers. And that's why we love Kristen. All right, next up is uh the best man. Give it up for Andrew Bueno. Um, simply stated, I've known him my entire life, and if there's anybody out here who I could just openly accept as being able to, you know, watch me die and be, I'd be comfortable with it, <laughs> you're probably it. Oh, man, you got 
taking that away. It's like, brother, if I ever needed a spotter when I shoot meth, <laughs> it'd be you. You'd be the one I call. Would I ever need to? Would I need to bury a body? I really hope you outlive you me. You are the one I call. <laughs> When I need to rob a bank. That was you. so dark. <laughs> Don't bring up death at yeah, a wedding. Yeah, at the wedding, you're like, like seriously. You're like, <laughs> I know you're well, going through a lot of happy thoughts when you want to bang your new wife, but if someone had to watch me die, <laughs> think <laughs> about it. You might as well just say that. Have kill your marriage wedding boner. <laughs> you might as well just Your brother's it. dying. Oh, I love man. you. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to exercise. You might as well just stand really up and say, you know, half of all marriages end in divorce. Peace. Yeah, <laughs> and we're all gonna yeah. take you guys. Got it going on. Oh man! I think if I was, I would go. If I was Bueno, I'd be like John. You work at a pawn shop, and people bring in things and you sell them. But there's one thing that you cannot sell, and that's true love. And that's what I see in your eyes. every time I look at you and Kristen, you guys are the greatest couple I've ever seen. And I, you just inspire me, and I want to be like you someday. John, this one's to you. Watch me die now. And then I stab myself in the face! <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> he just cuts his wrist right there. And it just bleeds out. At the I'll just, never be as happy or I, as beautiful I, as you. <laughs> You're the cooler brother. You're glorious, glorious. He, he has a huge, uh, like, old, old school Islam Habib beard, which we're not, you know, we're Hispanic, not Muslim in the slightest, and I can't do it. So I'm just going to bring up my, my resentment and then yeah. cap it off with yeah. uh, the expectations yeah. for my death. No, again, I'm, I'm not... I'm not I'm not horribly stuck, but yeah, part of it's like half the ideas I have are just kind of like throw down a well awful thing. So, so the moral of the story is you have mushrooms. Please give them to Buena so we can write a hefty speech soon. He's got a lot of work to do, it seems like. Yeah. I gotta get in touch with my true emotions somehow. So only, only when he's high can he stop thinking about the fact that he's gonna die soon. Oh, man. Well, sorry we hijacked your podcast for extra long again. We <laughs> yeah, always do a, this. We have a tendency. That's okay. It's no, okay. That's fun. We're rambling, man. The only thing we have to look forward to is talking about pain and oh, gain. And I've been waiting to ream this fucking <laughs> movie all night. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so this week we saw Pain and Gain. It's the new movie from Michael Bay. Uh, Brad, should people see Pain and Gain? Um, I thought it was actually really funny, but I'm not really emotionally invested in it. You know, it was I, I. I enjoyed seeing it once, and that's probably how I'll. It'll leave me. Spencer, should people see Pain Again? You know, I thought it was a little bit more hardcore for my particular style. So I'm gonna say, yeah, go see it and see how hardcore it is for you. See if you like it. Bueno. Uh, it's it's a lot of noise and colors. Honestly, I mean, there's a lot of fun in there, but it. It's so so really overwrought. You could tell he's really kind of trying to kind of present. You know, he's trying to present something that's supposedly organically his rather than a franchise or an extension of something else. Yeah. And as a result, I mean, it just the amount of effort behind it. It felt it felt like a three hour movie, but I think it was just like a touch over two hours. It just kind of it started to drag by the like the fact that they were just so over eager to present so many different characters and to give each of them so many kind of defining little moments, and it just kind of ended up just spinning back on itself quite a bit so i mean there's a lot going on but it just yeah kind of kind of a mess i thought fun but a, a mess maddie yeah that that movie's white girl wasted it is a hot mess of so when i watch a movie the first person who we go into a, a voiceover 
inner monologue is the main character. You don't give that to every character in your movie. <laughs> like that's yeah. what threw me off the most. I was like, oh, he's the main character. Oh, maybe he's not the main character. Maybe this is the main character. Like there, everyone had an inner monologue. Everyone was yeah. like. You could even, even that chick, that stupid girl was like, I, did she showed up in Mexico for no reason. Like yeah. I'm from Transylvania. So they dropped me off in Mexico and I walked across the border and I was on top of a mountain. <laughs> wait, all, right, wait, 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 wait. all right. Before we start going into the details, this killed me. No, don't go see that movie. All right. <laughs> That was a really good sight. <laughs> I, I got know. that joke. That I'm funny. so conflicted yeah. right now. Like I haven't decided. It's yeah. a maybe. Go see it if you want to, but <laughs> you can always find better use for your time, to be honest. So uh, I'm going to say that by the time this movie was over, I I had a headache and I needed I literally there's ibuprofen all took on ibuprofen. the table. Yeah, yeah we like all my, took my ibuprofen. head actually hurt from watching this movie, uh, and I will own the shit out of it the day it comes out. Um, it's it really it feels to me like what it must be like inside of Michael Bay's head all the time. And that said, uh, here's the trailer. My name is Daniel Lugo, and I want to make America a better place. If you're willing to do the work, you can have anything. That's what makes the USFA great. You work hard, and what does life serve you? A shame sandwich with a side order of shit. <laughs> Don't be a donter. Do be a doer. I had a wife, two beautiful daughters. Thank God I left her. Now I'm with seven honeys of which I can choose from. Oh my God, this guy understands me. Don't you think we deserve better? Because I do. Mr. Doble, are you currently using steroids? I think they messed me up. It took a lot of balls to come in here. More like raisinets. At least yours are chocolate-covered raisinets. Hey. Oh, sorry. We're being kept down by people who cheated to get where they are. I got a plan to change that. You can't kidnap a guy and take his things. Sure we can. Victor Kershaw is a criminal prick who deserved bad shit to happen yeah. to him. We go through with this. Nobody gets hurt, right? <laughs> oh, man. I watch a lot of movies, Paul. I know what I'm doing. We're looking for merchandise to shock, incapacitate, and imprison our fellow man. Hit me! Eagle is on the move. Neutralize the target. Ass wipe! Did you get him? Where is he? There he is! You got the wrong BMW? It was an honest mistake! We thought it was the same car. It looks exactly the same. Welcome to the club like, what up? I got a big cock. The fuck do you want? Knocked him out, man. What the fuck did you do that for? Okay, I need to read the manual. You I don't figure it out. Need it anymore. Oh, here, you take it. You guys have successfully acquired every asset you had. Thanks, buddy. It's all legal and binding, and they're enjoying it. I'm gonna rock your world. Ninja style. Give me my money back! What do we do now? Star 69. You want to have sex with me? What's with you, clown? That's that cabbage patch. All right, here's the deal, little fella. I'm gonna headbutt you and knock you out. You do something bad? <laughs> Maybe a little. They got my toe. You can see the bone. Hey, little buddy. You hungry? 
doing on the ground? That hurts. Well, it's supposed to hurt. It's called pain and gain, Russ. You don't be a little bitch. Don't eyeball me, boy. I see your mother driving up and down the street looking at me. I'll be your stepfather by the weekend. Okay, so now we can just talk about everything that happens in this movie and spoil the shit out of it. Um, I, I, yeah, you're right. The narration thing, as soon as it started, I was like, oh, this script must be garbage. I wanted to like, like it so much, but the first five minutes was repeatedly telling me that this was a true story. It's yeah. like, like well, that's well, all I got for the first five minutes is like, this is, guess what? This, did I tell you this was a true story? Well, and all of that, all of that narration is like, it never lets the story start. It's just setting stuff up and having like a scene where you're like, and, th- and then I met this guy and we were going to do this. And it's like, it's like telling you, okay, this is going to go somewhere eventually. And I feel like it is because there's just so much ridiculous plot there that they feel like, okay, we got to get you we got to get all the exposition out of the way at the beginning but it just it's a lazy ass script i Um, think ultimately you got to look at it i mean nothing there's no real symbolic weight to anything that goes on i mean they kind of have an overarching play they're making for again like the american dream and what it means to be a success but they're so stupid that they don't know what it means yeah but at at the end of the day yeah it's just kind of it's it's just it's so much candy and there's really i mean there are really good performances in it i actually individually like a lot of their performances but again it just felt they just kind of kept just beating it, it was a dead horse with every kind of role it seemed like yeah. the, the cycles they were following they could have followed quicker and tighter arcs and you would have had a lot more invested if it just had concluded itself a little bit more you know cleanly yeah but yeah because like as good as the rock is because every scene the rock is in oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's amazing but his character is completely like incoherent and inconsistent where like one moment he's the super Christian guy and the next moment like you he's he's, he's, he's just the rock the getting talked and then the next scene running someone over yeah and then the next scene he's doing he's so high on coke that it's a completely different character uh, and they're all great like every, you know he's making you laugh the whole time but you don't care and it, yeah you I can tell the rock's never done coke before either <laughs> the way that he was doing coke in that movie which is like he smashes his side of his face oh, up against yeah, it yeah. and he's like oh, he's always like, like <laughs> waste the whole line he did that thing with the jaw though he was always like yeah, yeah. right like, like, dude, have you ever done this look what do i'm doing all day long do exactly <laughs> what i'm doing <laughs> Oh, poor Rock and his bad realistic drug depiction. <laughs> Unrealistic. But the, like, I, I, there, and I kept, especially because there's a lot of like nice houses in this movie, and I kept trying to figure out like, are any of this these Michael Bay's house? Because they look like Michael Bay. Sure. Like, like at one point, one of the quiet, one of the boring parts, you know, in the middle when I was distracted, uh, I was thinking like, you know, remember that commercial that Michael Bay did for Fios where he was, it was like at his house and he had a tiger and like he's got a remote control that just makes shit blow up around his house. So like he hits it and like the pool blows up and he hits it and like that planter blows up and shit like that. The commercial is amazing. And this movie is like the a full movie of that commercial where like, you know, what if in this scene that dude is a midget? And you know what? Like, like everything is just ridiculous. Um, and every van has shag carpeting, and every <laughs> like, well, yeah, they like go out of the way to show that girl's butt in the shot too. It's like, oh yeah, and we're gonna we have to redo that take because you didn't lift her up high enough to see her ass. Cheek. Yeah. So oh yeah. Every shot is her butt. And I, I think if you are a 
a a movie person enough that you you can see the Michael Bayness in a movie. I think that this movie is funnier because every time that he does his Michael Bay shots, like like when when they're when they're kidnapping the the porn guy and they, he's doing that, like I go through this tiny hole in the wall and I see this scene and then I go back and like it's you know oh, the spin yeah 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 where yeah, he's yeah. just going back and the forth between the rooms. It was hilarious because I was like, why why are you doing this in this oh, movie? Damn it, that's like, when I fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> I missed that part. That's yeah. my favorite. That's my favorite Bay trick too, and yeah. I just missed it. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the same thing in one of the Bad Boys too, right? Yeah, he does. Cycling around a room. He also does it in Transformers yeah. too. That goes yeah. like inside that little hole in the wall and outside. And I like, think he does it in around. two of the Transformers. He loves movies. that shit because yeah. yeah, that's all he did in this. Movie. He does it twice in Transformers too because it's also on top of the mount, the building yeah. it goes uh-huh. around. Like he does it twice in one movie, and like that's his thing, and I love that exact yeah. continuous shot moving around. There's but a, there's a really really long. The rock stands up, the camera's at a low angle, and he pulls his shoulders back and looks up in the sky, and the camera spins around him at his feet. That shot, you yeah, know? the shirt says, like, I love Jesus on it, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Team Jesus. I think it says, Only Team. Way Jesus. Yeah, Only yeah, Way yeah. Jesus is pointing an arrow towards the guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, that is the other shot of every time somebody gets out of a car in a Michael Bay movie is that shot, and he does it forever in this movie, What's and it's hilarious. Tampons but only and if you goggles. know that. <laughs> What? I'd never saw oh, a criminal put tampons and goggles yeah. on a bad guy. Yeah, and it's shit like that where you're like, this is hilarious. But By the, the way, yeah, like, Tony Shalhoub, fucking great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah um, as was Ed Harris. And it's kind of for, for a couple of roles that, you know, kind of in, I think, in the spectrum of it didn't necessarily get as much weight. Ed, Ed Harris is in a different movie. Yeah, like right? Ed Harris. Ed Harris is in, like... Uh, like a like a like a like Zodiac or some Hold shit. Like, he's like a noir script. Yeah, <laughs> out of yeah. nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a like a like a burn notice kind of thing where he's just that cool older dude hanging out in Miami. It's kind of like John Malkovich and Con Air, where he's just like he's a little bit too good for like this movie oh, yeah. that he's in right now. Oh, absolutely. But he's he's like Ed Ed Harris in The Rock. To be yeah, fair, that's true. <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> uh, yeah, all the all the acting was good. The camera work was awesome. Like there was some really cool shots. Absolutely. But the yeah. only bad part was just the script. It's just a lot, yeah. of, a lot of convoluted stuff. Yeah. I bet they shot so much, so much stuff. Because like I, we were just reacting at the same stuff, like the same dumb stuff. Like <laughs> how did they end up in like a sex shop? Like when when did that? Yeah. Oh, where yeah, is that no, connection no, made? No, like I didn't so, see that. The movie is incoherent at moments. Like it'll jump to a new scene, and you're going, "What the fuck are we? And yeah, why?" He's, he's broke, but he can afford a warehouse. To like yeah. hold the guy hostage in. Yeah, it yeah. Took, oh, so many man. things took me out of that movie. Where I was just like frustrated. Yeah. I was so mad because I wanted to like it. I loved the trailer, and I, I wanted to like it. <laughs> I, just, the... I love. I like comedies, but I don't think they need to be so violent like that. I don't like seeing like dudes cut off hands. I was. Like, I was just gonna say like funny, funny, but by the end of the movie. By the end of the movie, oh god, that that's maybe <laughs> the brutal. funniest part yeah. is when is when they come back and the rock is outside grilling hands. <laughs> like that might be the funniest shot in the movie. Uh, like, like just genuinely, not like stupid Michael Bay and funny. That's, that's but, like, when they they pointed out that this is a true story. Where he's yeah. like, yes, yeah. yes, that was the second point. Trills, which that again, I think that's one of the well, funniest jokes is like, when they when they pop in that. Some of those things, oh man, it's so wacky. Those like not title card things, but when they screen they, graphics, yeah, this, yeah, the screen oh, graphics. They always exactly. stop and go to like a yellow freeze frame. <laughs> right. It's like what the 
<laughs> you guys don't like fading to black anymore. That's the new thing is just fade to funny picture. Yeah. Again, was the film kind of having no no real kind of subtextual element? I mean, you look at something like Scott Pilgrim, which was insanely manic, presented its elements very openly. Yeah. Kind of, it, it's the same condition to a point. I mean, I love Scott Pilgrim, but again, right. it, the way it kind of plays those elements, it's it's providing almost like a user guide as you're going through the movie. Mm. And Pain and Gain try to do much the same thing. But again, it's just too as manic as Scott Pilgrim was. It still kind of manages. There's to... no heart at the bit at bottom of it. Yeah. yeah. See, Spring Breakers because it's the closest thing to Pain and Gain out there right now. Like those two movies are, one's a bunch of meatheads and one's a bunch of hot girls. It's like the yeah. same polar opposites. Like it's this, they both go American Dream at the last shot, the last thing. Yeah. Let's be fair, Pain and Gain had its fair share of the girls with the butts. So yeah, but I think it's got. Yes, I think everywhere is great. Pain Gain's got better <laughs> butts. And tits, lots of tits. No, I, I think Spring, uh, Break- Spring Breakers tits, got you in tits. Cleavage but are okay, cleavage. Yeah. I like seeing the images. The uh, I was going to bring up though the violence thing. Like it, uh, one of the problems with the script is that uh, at the beginning, I feel like you're supposed to be rooting for Marky Mark, um, and by the end, I'm like, wait a second, this guy's like this guy is so stupid that he actually is like a homicidal maniac. Like we've laughed our way into him being a psychopath, mm-hmm. um, you know. Whereas, whereas I, especially the first half or so, you just sort of think like, well, they're criminals, but they're just bumbling idiots, and that's the story. But the point at which they're chopping up bodies is the point at which, like, like tonally, it's impossible for them to keep a, to a, a lid on things. Right, yeah. Like so that by the end, when they're like, oh, and then he got sentenced to death, and I'm going, wait. Yeah. How did you turn there's, this there's into that movie? About that. Like yeah, the, the transition between this this fun manic energy and these really over overly played comedic moments, and then the fact that yeah, these horrible yeah. it never quite gels. Yeah. It's not a fun yeah. contrast. The tone was so, especially when it's like since the death. And who's the character, the black actor who went like, like yeah. <laughs> it's it like yeah. since the death, funny shot of my then, face. And then to be as morbid as possible at the end. They do the Argo thing of like, here's the actual person in real life that we didn't even try to make this actor look like. Um, right. And, oh, that and here's, wasn't even black. And wasn't then even close to the yeah, rock. Yeah. Uh, and then they're like sentenced to death. And I'm like, you're like, you're like playing, you know, you know, poppy fun, actually mid 90s rap music underneath. Like, hey, it's the end of the movie time. Well, All right. What was the you song? You had so at the much fun. Too. It was um, Gangster's Paradise. Gangster's Paradise. Yeah. Was it? No, was that Gangster's Paradise? Yeah. The end? Oh, yeah, yeah. My Lord. Yeah, so they're playing Gangster's Paradise and like, it's the end of the movie. You had a great time, didn't you? And then they're like, dead. Dead. Like, real people in jail up for there. 15 like, years. Yeah. Died. Died. That's the saddest one. Yeah, I, I that had guy prob- had the least to do with that shit. Yeah. He was the one who was tricked the most. Yeah, I had a problem with um, was it thirty minutes or less? The oh, zombie yeah. line guys thing, just simply because like they, they were such something inherently insensitive. Like somebody actually fucking died this way. Like somebody yeah. went out and there wasn't a happy ending to this. That guy yeah. was killed. Yeah, and it's just like we're gonna make a fun romp, and it's the same kind of thing with this. We're just like you know. Again, if there, I don't know. I I don't necessarily have a check between what's factual and what wasn't from that film. But yeah. at the same time, you know, people obviously probably had to have died right. um, on both ends, both the criminal, you know, the people who perpetrated the offense and the actual victims. And again, we got to have a fun romp. There was no kind of emotional weight attached to these people's deaths, and these people's deaths actually fucking happened. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it was just felt kind of it just kind of rang. It, it kind of gives pause in the back of the spine of just like that's really yeah. cheap yeah it almost feels like you know michael bay was reading the script and, and as he's going along he's like oh these guys are fucking dumbasses and this is really funny and he gets to the end where everybody dies and he goes oh fuck nobody can make this movie 
I'll do it anyway. Whatever. Well, the and then, credits like, guy fixed that part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, as long as we don't put their pictures at the credits, it'll be fine. <laughs> that, that face of like, oh, yeah. I'm dying. It's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> well, he brings it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, there were so many, like, out-of-place songs, too. I loved it. Oh, yeah, man. I'm not sure Gangster's Paradise. Uh, it's the it was supposed to take place in the yeah. 90s, is that right? Yeah, 95. That's what I thought. It just felt like current Miami. <laughs> it was absolutely current. They didn't Miami. go out of their well, way to show me a Walkman or anything like that well, to make me really no, no. feel like it was at 90, one point he's got a giant well, ass cell phone when he's like hustling he's, the old people. Yeah, and he's driving that uh, what's that car? That Fiero. The yeah. Fiero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I think the Fiero is the All the costuming part. was spot on too. Everything seemed period appropriate in that respect. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. about the squad cars? They look like new Crown Vicks to me. All the strippers looked like what you know when I would go to strip clubs in '95. That's what they looked like. What you were like seven. Yeah. Precisely. Anyway. He, he had the quality <laughs> ones at that age. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, oh your little boy's so of, like, cute. The contemporary Dickensian child character you were selling hot buns to the strippers or something. So I looked up, uh, It's this movie was written by Christopher Marcus and, and Stephen McFeely, uh, who I've never really heard before, but uh, they, they've written a bunch of the, the Marvel movies, and they also wrote You Kill Me. Did you guys have you seen that movie no. before? Because it's fantastic with Ben it's, Kingsley. Uh, and yeah, with Taylor Ben Yummy. Kingsley. Yeah, that movie is really good uh, and a smart comedy, like you know, uh, crime film. Mm. Uh, so it's really disappointing to know that there. Maybe maybe Michael Bay screwed up the script. Maybe Michael Bay came in and was like, "What if I take all the dialogue out of order?" He's the ultimate fucker upper though, because he's oh, yeah. like Transformers. He did that. Then he was like Ninja Turtles. They're all aliens, and like yeah. he, he wants to be the guy who. I mean, I love the shit out of his movies, but you're right. Yeah, he makes he makes trash. I like I the Transformers. I'm not gonna lie. They, oh, dude, was I love the shit out of some Transformers. The biggest problem with with the man's work, though, is just that his scale overreaches his actual the actual weight of the work. Where it's just like yeah. again, you have the painting game felt so fucking long, and it was a you know it was a slightly over two hour movie, which I can't really overstress enough. But it felt like three and a half hours. It does, to yeah. Me. I felt like yeah, dude, totally. We were in there forever. Dude, drag. And I think it's because there's there's so much story there. You know, like the yeah. the the, yeah. the, the circumstances are constantly changing. So so you you're always like at, feel like you're at the beginning or the middle of a story, even if you're at the end. Um, and, and yeah, it. I've never had a head headache like that from a movie. That yeah. was nuts. It's because it's so manic. Well, the, the way know? the rhythm works, it feels like it just simply ends. Like yeah. it just kind of yeah. They they do the coda thing where they kind of cycle it to where you know the end's the beginning, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of, but not really. Like it starts and stops and. Again, honestly, I don't think the man has any business outside of ninety minutes because after that point, it just kind of collapses on itself. I think. No. Yeah. I think if that movie had been a 90-minute movie, I'd be a lot more favorable to it. Yeah, no, I agree. Every shot of The Rock was like from his waist down. <laughs> like, Or camera was below him looking up. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was, every shot was just like glamour shot of Rock. I think I think that when The Rock shows up on your set, you're like, you know what? I have to make sure that everybody knows how big you are. Or maybe like, we got to get that camera real low so that everybody feels like, dude, that guy's fucking huge. Or maybe he's just so big, he just doesn't fit in the frame like everyone yeah, else does. Yeah, so yeah, they gotta... big. We, don't, we don't have a big <laughs> enough crane to get you yeah. in shot you're just a right maori man mountain so yeah <laughs> we'll get low and see what we can get uh, honestly though half of the movie is shot from you know, like the camera below your knees in you slow know? motion pushing yeah. but in. some of those slow motion like when that dude got tased in the head well yeah, oh, yeah. So, it was shot, had to be cg it was shot on the epic uh, so much of that film is cg like the airplane going over that was a cg oh airplane God, i love yeah. that shot because i was like yeah it's michael bay's in this movie uh-huh and then uh like the spit when uh, I think that was Tony Shalhoub, yeah. CG, when he, at the very end, he was like, 
when he was running oh, that away. One. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what he's running in the very beginning. That's fake because they shot that on the red epic. It said at the very end, I was like, shot on red epic. So a lot of those push-ins too are post-production, like or, uh, non non-organic dollies. They're like they have the frame, and then with that camera, you can the data is so big, you can push in and like make it like set your point from here, and then in thirty seconds, I want to be here, and it'll slowly push into that for thirty seconds. So that's why like when those cops were coming out of the car, and it was like over crank slow motion, it was moving in, like they just set up a camera and said, "Get out of the car," and like they ran it, and then in post they pushed that in, dude, so they could just shoot it super fast. Like that's like in synergy, like a lot of those dollies. They're not dollies. We did that in post. We just moved in the camera it with the because the data is just so fat. The data is just raw. 5K image. You just you can move it on that thing for days. Like you've seen the sitter. You see them. You know that when yeah. it's like going in on the bike like that. That's all that one shot. Like they just filmed them and they're like, fuck, we got to cut open credit to this one. And I'm pretty sure they like moved in, moved in, moved in all with that red camera because that's what they can do. That was shot on the red also. Shot on Rojo. You still have to apply yeah, to kind of. To, to the focal length of that too, though. I mean, I, I know the sensor data gives you kind of a decent amount of clarity running to a certain point, but I mean, some, some of that was practical. Well, if you if you watch the sitter, it's very grainy when it goes in close, and that's because it's they did that with the post on the red and like yeah. I mean, specifically pain and gain. Because again, some of those, I mean, they get pretty crystal, crystal on marky mark, even for yeah. some of the movement they're applying. Because I think they probably use it as an enhancement someplace. Well, I, I saw where it could be dolly because of natural judder, but the ones that were just like smooth in, like the one that's like a hero shot of the whole movie is the one with the old guy sitting down and there's all those lawn chairs like it was does nothing to do with it was like a when he's talking about the gold sun gym being a place for only old people there was that pushing shot of all these like chairs like uh, by the pool and like this old man sitting in a chair and they were like going over the chairs it was like they just set that up and popped it in but that was like like some of the shots were super beautiful because i was like everything i've seen so far has been the trailer like the first half of the movie was in the trailer and then they popped at that chair shot, and I was like, that's awesome. I had that fear with this movie, too, where, like, the maybe the first time <clears> that The Rock shows up, partially because of all that, that you know, voiceover crap, um, but with the first time that The Rock shows up, I was like, I saw all these scenes in the trailer. Like, oh, yeah, everything was in the trailer. Not... They ruined it with the trailer. Yeah. It's just... I like those movies. I still really love it. I, I Like, I had a great... I laughed my ass off so much in that movie, uh, but it hurt to watch. Yeah, I do. There was several times where I closed my eyes, like I couldn't. I'm like, I'm not gonna watch yeah. this. I yeah. gotta cover my. Eyes. I was getting frustrated with just everything that was going on. I had, I almost checked out yeah. permanently. I was like, oh, what is going on? Why is everyone talking inside of their heads? Yeah. <laughs> so, so much worth. So, so much there was worth liking, and that's kind of the weird part about it. It was yeah. like there's a lot of elements I can kind of pick and choose, but just it's kind of the classic overspicing like a meal or something like that, yeah. where just like every element got thrown and every character got to do so much, and it's just like if you just kind of paled it down just in certain places you would have found a more organic yeah. mix of all these elements feels like feels like style over substance feels like classic bay yeah no it's true <laughs> so if you like michael bay go see the movie because yeah. yeah. you won't be sad i will i will be there <laughs> opening day for bad boys 3 it doesn't matter I, that movie was basically bad boys 3 the prequel it was like yeah. bad bad young men yeah bad, bad beefy yeah that's a meathead movie it was total meathead movie it's just stupid boys like we before the movie, we got pizza because we're like we're about to go see a workout movie. What? what uh, we need, we need how can to we? Out. How can we be <laughs> as slob as possible? <laughs> I mean, two pizzas. Yeah, I believe I only had one, but they were like this big. Or two because I want to impress the sexy lady working the counter. <laughs> yeah, I want that young high schooler to know that I can eat two slices. <laughs> 
I ain't got to worry about cholesterol. <laughs> we don't count. He ain't counting points. <laughs> Pretty hardcore, bro. Uh, I, I don't remember how week. to. I don't really remember how to wrap up the show. I will say this though: uh, keep an eye on the website because in the next week we will be putting up all this stuff about how you can buy our exclusive Denver Comic Con 2013 Ooh. shirts. That's right, real yeah. nerds shirts. So if you didn't buy shirts last week <coughs> or last year, uh, this is your which is now? most of you, yeah. you, you should totally check it out. Fun. That's gonna be nuts. We're gonna have. They are. Let me tell you. Um, it's it's art that we commissioned last year at the con. And Brad has gone in and he he's he's played with it and made it look fucking amazing. That's awesome. I am so excited. They're the coolest looking shirts. Dude, uh, they're gonna be oh, so man. great. Well, well, yeah, three, four of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign us up for four straight away because Zeesman needs one. He's in. Yeah, yeah. He's in. Oh yeah, yeah. We have five orders. Um, all right, cool. They're they're gonna be fifty dollars a piece. So <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. On, That's way uh, cheaper. It's also gonna be on Zeesman's tab. <laughs> <laughs> no, all all of that stuff um will will be on the website. It'll, be sure to wear them in your next film. Yeah, yeah. And now, <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to take orders uh, ahead of time, and then we will uh, hand them out at Denver Comic Con. So if you're there, you can pick them up. And if you're not there, we will mail them to you uh, after that date. Besides uh, Stan and Lee. if we know you in real life, we might just give them to you in advance. What's going to be the best part of Denver Comic Con? It's Joe Kelly. Dude, Man. honestly, it's Jim Joe Kelly. It's uh, no, no, Joe, no, Joe, Joe <laughs> Kelly is one of the comic bar writers that that's there. Oh, that nice. He's the one guy who's made me cry. While is it gonna be pretty comic. big this year? It's gonna be huge. That's, that's what I was gonna say. I'm super I, pumped I for you guys. Like the, it's gonna be awesome. The energy on the floor, I think, is the coolest thing about it. Like, I've that's never what been I felt to one like last year. I want to kind of. You should buy tickets. Go to DenverComicCon.com and buy tickets before they run out. Oh, the Stanley nice. comic, the Stanley uh, um, VIP tickets are all already gone. They sold out in like 24 hours. Yeah. Rep my real nerd shirt at Denver Comic. Yes, you will. Yeah. Um, go to the Facebook page. Like us on Facebook. Real nerds on Facebook. You'll find us somewhere. Uh, send us an email. It's like real nerds at gmail dot com. You uh, do that. Yeah. You can tweet us. Real underscore nerds. The underscore is important. Um, you can find our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can listen to us there. You can find us on Stitcher as Real Nerds. Yeah, we never pimped um, Stitcher enough, and that's why we're slipping in the rankings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, far. Yeah. So go on to Stitcher, listen to us there. Go on iTunes, f- subscribe to us. Don't just Boom. don't just listen on iTunes. Hit the subscribe button. Do us a favor. And if you want to um, be on the show and can't actually be here to record it, you can call our hotline at 720-6nerds5 and leave us a message. And if it cuts you off, call back and leave a second addendum message. Yeah, and then we'll just cut it together like a super message. We've done see, that I, before. I got yeah. it in my... See, you got your podcast, but look at There's oh, yeah. you the other real nerds in there. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, some oblivion. And some then I have content. one more thing to announce, because uh, this, this will be out by then. On Tuesday night, I am judging the April open screen night. Oh, oh really? So, Dude, uh, too cool. I didn't know that. I'm going to go give a movie to that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah I'm going to go, I'm going to go submit something. I got a little thing in my pocket for that one. Bring, bring Very me your cool. stuff. Feed my maybe, eyeballs. Uh, maybe Chris has blue demon cut. I'm going to, I'm going to submit blown smoke. Oh, no. <laughs> I do I take bribes. Blue demon, so. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to submit yeah. some and friend, shit. Friends of the show will get extra points. Yeah. And it's by rooster cat coffee house. That's uh, right. Between 10th and 11th of Lincoln. They're uh they're the ones who do it now, and you can win like fifty bucks if you of coffee money if you give a good uh, if you win that night. Oh, and we should also say because uh, he he's he has been really helpful. It's part of why we've had all these guests on the show, and and he was awesome at Starfest. Um, the go to freshfilmnews.com and and follow them there because all of the like uh, local Fresh Denver Film news is stuff the best. is awesome. Uh, Arthur, Arthur is Martinez. The best. Fresh Film is the freshest. Yeah, it's the fr- 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 we, fr- never, fr- we never we never we never paid them enough. Yeah. Um, 
So that's the show. I want to say if if, we did that somehow, if someone wants to find me on Matt R. O'Connor, uh, Twitter, if you direct message me, uh, let's say the words pancakes, I'll send you a, uh, I'll send you a screener of five steps. If you really want to see it, you're listening to this for the real nerds fans. Oh man. Exclusive. Find me on Twitter at Matt R. O'Connor, O-C-O-N-N-O-R. Message me the word (laughs) pancake and I will send you a private password protected screener that uh, five steps for you to check it out. That's going to only be up for a couple weeks. So when this releases, you have two weeks to hit me up and I'm going to do that's badass. Yeah. It's a, it's a special incentive for all those badass motherfucker, powerful people who are listening. Anywhere, anywhere else we can find you guys online. Uh, if you fit and you want to send some nude selfies, I'm at a, (laughs) that's awful. Um, Uh, that's the worst. Yeah. Andrew underscore bueno, uh, uppercase a and B, uh, on the, on the Twitters and the tweeters. I'm Spencer Novocaine, and I'm on just Facebook. He's just Facebook. He doesn't have a Twitter. Dude, that's so hard. Facebook's hard enough to use. Uh, (laughs) Two guns, drugs, and Twombly are on the Facebook wall. Yeah, guns, drugs, Serenity is online now. Like I've I've released it, so you can go just search guns, drugs, and Serenity. It's on my Facebook, on my Twitter, and you can watch the whole 14 minute cut in their entirety. In the entirety, badass. Neat shit. It's hilarious. You'll uh, you'll have an. a cathartic experience. It's not as convoluted as a uh, baiting game. I trust <laughs> you. It's easier story to follow. <laughs> all right, all right. With that, our, this has our, been... our, our thoughts go out to Ryan. We hope he's okay. Yeah, yeah um, sorry about him. your. We'll see him bitch, in man. ten yeah. to fifteen. I didn't mean yeah. to sell you that much. Yeah, it's really <laughs> too bad. <laughs> you gotta handle your high. <laughs> handle your high. Thanks, Kevin Smith. Um, this has been a. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having. Yeah, us thanks for being on the show, guys. And of course, come back. You know. We'll always production. be back to make your podcast extremely long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we were making such a great time. This one's an hour shorter. Yeah, we were cranking. Yeah. <laughs> then we're oh, like, we oh, we're two? tired. We're two hours and 22. That's oh, okay. So it's yeah, it's okay. not the three and a half we did last <laughs> time for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, with that comment, uh, here, yeah, bye. Bye-bye. I love you. This shit's like a tiny little drone, except for I'm in the zone. So I'm going to get some Captain Cone and I put it in my throat. My mind is blown. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, we on the real nerd. Going big, motherfucker. Have you heard the word? We're going to do the intro. You're going to get this for real. The Real Nerds Podcast. Deep in your ears. We're in your ears, motherfucker. Going all night long. So when you hear the song, going to gonna sing along. This The Real Nerds Podcast. Listen up, big. We're going to have some fun. Movies we watch. Son. <laughs> that's awesome. That is so going into the show. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh.